Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to the house that happens, the only place to be in suburban Etobicoke, sponsored by Shuey's Bar and Grill in the heart of the great Canadiana. And we want to say a belated uh, happy birthday to this great country that we live in. And I am a Canadian who loves the John A. McDonald signs, and I hope they all come back up. I am a Canadian who believes that we should be happy to have one of the biggest pride celebrations in the world, but I'm also Canadian that says the Canadian flag should never be upsurped in our nation's capital by any flag at any time because I am Canadian. Hi, my name is Cruz. And I'm Andrew Milani. Welcome to the weekend. we got to have full disclosure. We're doing this on a happy Monday, bro. Yes, the holiday Monday. And how was your weekend? Uh, pretty good. Nothing too crazy. Saw some fireworks, you know, of course, for Canada Day. I would have to do a big shout out to the Irish boys doing the McCracken break. I don't know what they call it. At the Irish Centre in Aaron Mills, the Curran brothers brought out their band featuring Mr. C-Dubs, Chris Water, and my son, Zach Cruz, and they tore it up for two sets. And let me tell you, the big surprise of the night, which I shouldn't be surprised knowing my son, is they ripped a killer version of Smells Like Teen Spirit to end the night with no encore. Nice. Yeah, they did it well. I'm just shouting out to you guys. It was a great show. You know what it was really? I got to say this, bro. You know, I'm not a big fan of humans anymore, okay? okay? So I want to shout out to everybody that was at the Irish Club at Aaron Mills because it was one of those vibe nights where it was just a good crowd. Yeah. And David, if you're listening, I know all those liberal teachers were in that room too, but that was okay because they were having a good time also. So I want to have a big shout out to the Irish Club, the people that were there, and of course the band because you got to have a combination of all three to have a night as good as we had on Friday night. Happy Canada Day. Happy Canada Day. Lovely to hear. Okay, and you know, before we get started, there's just one thing I want to say. In this world, especially your generation, Mr. Milani, always talking about who's the GOAT and how you measure greatness and everything and all that nonsense. Okay, let's just think about some things that have happened, and I'm going to put it on to today, too, because I, 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 this irritates me. I thought I brought it up before, but it's irritated me so much, i got to say it again. Ken Griffey Jr. missed being a unanimous decision going into the Hall of Fame by one vote. Derek Jeter. Miss going into the Hall of Fame first ballot by one vote. I want to know the idiot one more time. Are we taking his credentials away for the person that did not vote for Connor McDavid to be MVP? That's that's a signature thing now that the NBA playoffs are over and they're talking about Djokovic and all the greatness and the Joker winning in tennis and Brady going to see him. When you, how do you establish greatness? Like that's that's a signature moment in your career that not many people have, right? Sure. You know what I mean. So why would one idiot? Can I use the word idiot, which I don't like to use, but there's a lot well, of... Well, hold on. That... Why is he an idiot? Why can't he just have a different opinion? Okay, wait a second. All right. Let, let this cut to the chase here. How many points did Connor McDavid have? Oh, I was like 150. Okay, when's the last time someone scored that many points? Mario uh, Lemieux days? Yeah, that would have been like the 90s. Yager. Yeah. Maybe Yager. Okay, so listen, we've had this, this status. The guy is... We voted him on here. What was it? Our top one or two spectacular players... In the world, right? Of all sports, Connor McDavid's there. We are ready to put him on the Mount Rushmore of hockey if he happens to win a Stanley Cup. And this moron could not give them... What did he do wrong? Did he not give him an interview at Pittsburgh that went after, like, uh, Connor... Well, why can't this guy just have a different opinion? Ah, I hope he rots in hell. Come on, you took away some greatness. Like, like well, how could... Why Why are we obsessed with guys getting, like, the unanimous MVP, though? Because like, who cares? He won the, the award, okay. though, at the end of the day. When I was your age, but then again, all these great guys were playing... We didn't all, every day I turn on and I go to a sports site and people are fighting over who's the goat, who's great. And then they start insulting old players 
and blah, blah, blah. But the main thing is they start saying the era, the time, how they played, who they played with, blah, 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 blah. Okay? So I'm saying that there are times in the history of sports where we can define the greatness of a player or his career, which is supposed to be done by these so-called experts. Well, here's oh, here's okay? the thing, though. The, if you're an expert, how did you blow the Connor McDavid vote? And well, the award's not for most outstanding player. Let's not forget that. Most popular? It's most valuable player to his team. Now, the the uh, the argument there might be, well, McDavid's got Dreisaitl. He had Hyman, who had a great season. Nugent Hopkins lit it up this year. Jordan played with Pippen. Isaiah played with Dumars. Gretzky played I'm just with saying. Curry. Um, Mahomes throws to Kelsey. And the check's in the mail. And I pro okay, I can't say that on the air. Okay. No, 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 no. This guy had a chance. Like, you don't have many. Mr. Milani, think about this. And you guys started this because when I was your age, we weren't always every day. It wasn't about the GOAT. You just watched the games and hope Well, this isn't about, about the GOAT. This is about the MVP for this season. Okay, so then one day when we want to be talking about it at the end of his career, I'll probably be dead by then because he's going to play another 20 years. But the bottom line is I'm saying that when you define greatness, like what? Well, who's the only one now? Mario Riviera is the only one that can say he's Mariano what? Rivera. Mariano. What can he say that every other baseball player can't say? Oh, he's got the all-time saves record. No, he's the only unanimous choice to go in the Hall oh, of Fame. Okay. Okay, do you think he's the only one that deserved it, but now he has that Do you status. think he really cares about that, though? Oh, when you're in that room, they say. They, like, they say when you're in the Hall of Fame room, even when they say, like, the NBA, when they had the top 75 of 75, yeah. they said that crowd split up really quick in this way. The new guys just sat back and awed at the old guys, and then the old guys stood in pecking order. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Jordan stood with Bill Russell. You know what I'm saying? Like that. Uh, okay. Tim Duncan stood with Joe Dumars. You know what I mean? And I don't get what this. We're getting a little. I don't think. I don't get okay, what this has to do with the, the MVP. I'm just vote. saying from now on in any sports, because I know I might not be here to do it when Andrew Milani builds a house that happens into the mansion that it's going to be, we will always vote on the right side of significance in a player's career. And I think that Connor McDavid not being voted for MVP this year in the but NHL. He, but he did, get a, he did get a vote from that writer, though. Yeah, he got number whatever. He's had six guys. Number five, back. yeah. That's insane. That's where if you got number two, I'd take it. Come on. I know way. You're I, defending this guy? I kind of hold on. Stop I think there should be room for different opinions. I, oh, I agree, but what did he do not to get the vote? You tell me one thing. I don't know. Talk to him about it. I will. As soon as he comes <laughs> into Toronto, I'm going to say, yo, dude, come on over here. We're going to have a talk. You know what I mean? Was it Sativa or was it Indica? Oh, you don't smoke? I don't, Maybe I that's think, a problem. I think the thing that matters is they got the MVP vote right. Do you know what I the think? The right guy got it. Do you know what I think? I think that these little schmucks need to find a way to get some notoriety so they do something stupid like this i don't think exposed. so come on because he, he hasn't because people have been attacking him like oh he's Dana disappeared i heard yeah he doesn't give a shit that means he's a schmuck 100 percent. you disrespected a position that I, you would like to admire you're you know what at your age and know. the amount of sports acumen that you have you may build yourself into a position where someday someone says hey mr milani you know what We've been listening to you over the years, and you've got a serious sports acumen. Would you now like to vote on the That's National Polo Championship? <laughs> and you would say, no, because I don't know flying fuck about polo. Yeah. Okay, would you like to vote for the MVP of the CFL? And you'd say, oh, well, wait a second. I'll be, maybe I'll pay attention more to the CFL. <laughs> and you become a voter. Isn't that how it works? I mean, sure. I don't think the okay, CFL is so going to be asking that, Okay, so now you got your though. first vote in the NHL, and we'll end on this note. And I'm going to call you out right now. So now you got your vote for MVP in the NHL this year. Who are you voting for? McDavid would have been my MVP. And it should have been unanimous. That's the end of the story. You know what I mean?
I, I think we're splitting hairs here okay, with it. Okay, it does, I don't think that matters. I think what matters is that it went to the right person. The process worked. The hundred and whatever writers, hundred ninety six, they got it right. Analogy. I'm trying to think of a better analogy. Anyways, Connor, I heard you're getting married. Good luck with that. I think you're an amazing player. However, you will not get on the cruises chaos. Mount Rushmore of NHL players until I see you lifting the silver bowl above your head and skating around the Scotiabank Arena. That being said, though, in the era that we're in of expansion and 32 teams, it's going to be harder for top players to win the cup. You still got to win one, bro. You still got to win one. I don't that's think it's cut like, and dry like that. Okay, Especially like the way in a flat cap world. Oh, no, it's not going to be flat cap. It's today. This We're, we're going to get to that. And by or, the way, sorry, before, maybe not flat, a triple hard cap world. Well, that's going to change. We'll, we'll talk about varieties. But before we, before we continue and before we get too far off base, because we're going to talk about, first of all, the draft yes. and free agency, okay? Can I say one thing about both of them, okay? They're so goddamn overrated. It's ridiculous. How do you spend 10 hours on TV waiting for shit? I turned it on once. I thought O-Dog said, when do I go for a beer? See, look at his face. They're sitting around. And, and you know when it's really bad? It's when a year like like this year and on both levels. For example, you pretty well know that who is going to be drafted in the first five picks in the NHL. First four. First four, yeah. okay. You know who's going to get picked. And you know that the, uh, the story was going to be if the Russian was going to be drafted in when and yeah. whatever. But what, what else are we going to do in the draft? You're going to have 12 hours of I mean, coverage. you're hoping for trades, but this oh, is yeah, the okay. first time since 20, uh, 2007 without any trades in the first round. And we round. thought, you and I thought we would see some dancing there and we didn't get it. Okay. No, but the problem there is that like, the basically all the teams knew like the value of these picks. It was a good first round. Like basically like guys with first round upside were going up until like mid second round. Oh, agreed, agreed. So, I, I, and, and I, I think teams were just like, I'll, I'll hold back. I'm not going to risk anything because we're probably going to get, like, a guy we like at this pick anyways. So there was no purpose in trading. Okay, I got you. So my thing is this is that's why the draft is overrated because we'll never know what these guys are going to be doing for a couple of years. It's going to be 12 hours. I just want to say thank uh, Welcome, Connor Bedard, to the mm-hmm. NHL, first of all. Number two, I hope that Mishkov does play in the NHL in the next 10 years. <laughs> You know what I mean? The wall in Russia will collapse, and then they'll play everywhere, so it'll be all good. You so only I mean? only one guy signed uh, an NHL contract from this draft. Do you know who it in is? In the top ten. Uh, yes. Uh, the number three pick, is it? Yep. Fantilli. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah he's the only guy that's, that signed it. Yeah, okay, I got it. Yeah, because he's older. Isn't he? Is he? Played, I thought yeah. he was an 18-year-old. Oh, no, is he? Yeah, that's right. He's 18. I forgot. But, I mean, he's played more. I, I think that sometimes. Nah, maybe not. What, what it is about college hockey is I just think you get to prepare more, which is more important. Like, you hear the greats. Mm. They say that's the thing about now that um, one of the good things about the um, uh, NBA and that now that they're paying kids to stay in college, so to speak, but with that NIL never, mm. is that they'll spend an extra year or two in college, which means they'll work on their fundamentals more. That's good. So, yes. So I'm thinking that the product in the NBA will only improve in the next, it'll say three or four years to get around to that. Sure. But, but you know what I'm saying? Were you uh, Were you happy with the first few picks in the draft this year? Was I happy? I mean, I'm really <laughs> have a horse in the race here for these. Okay, so I'm going to say this. In my <laughs> opening intro, I forgot to, to add, I am a Canadian who believes the next Canadian team that will win the Stanley Cup is the Montreal Canadiens. And we made the number five pick, which was that huge guy from Sweden who I'm projecting to be Austria. impossible. I mean, Austria. But I mean, I, um, he's a big boy and he's, he skates and moves like Hedman. 
That's sure. all I'm saying. So down the road, and took Hedman he could, a couple he could years. Be, he could be the best uh, defenseman in this draft. We'll see. Oh yeah, well that's everything. You never know. I mean, I, I mean they're saying that about. I mean, people the the Sportsnet guys were roasting Arizona for choosing the Russian defenseman six, but I've also heard from other people he could be the best defenseman in this draft. So oh uh, yeah, but the way he skates, never know. It, the Russian guy has more uh, offensive. Um, Flair. Yeah. That's what they're saying. But I'll, I'll take this guy that's going to sit at home. But notice when I said over over uh, oh, um, the draft is like, I'm going to go back to when I was younger. And here's one of the ones that killed me. It's like, um, when you talk about the draft, who does what? The, the two famous ones is Rocket Richard did not come to the Montreal Canadiens for about 10 games. He was a stalwart every game. Mm-hmm. He had a seat. He sat there. He didn't go there because the Habs didn't tra- draft Mike Bossy. And Mike Bossy went like 8, 9, or 10th. We could have taken him. Another year, we could have had Dennis Savard. We took Doug Wickenheiser. Oh, that's yeah, that's a pretty famous. Uh, oh, you yeah, guys took him number one, right? Took him number one, and Dennis Savard was number two. And Mon- Dennis Savard was a Hab guy. Oh, you know he played in Montreal. Everybody knew him. Like a bunch of old school Hab guys didn't come to the. I game mean, you're not going to get sympathy from a Leaf fan. Oh who, no, uh, who, no, no, no! Who, who I agree, missed but, out but, on Bobby but Orr, just, but okay, but so I, I agree <laughs> that that's just an unbelievable story. But the bottom line is, my take on it is that's what happens in the draft. Doug Wickenheiser was going to be the next. Like, he was a Mario Lemieux-type guy. He was a Yager-type guy. He was that guy. Supposedly, that's where the NHL was going, and he was a bum. Let's cut to the chase. He was, like, maybe top ten with Steve Lott and the Minnesota North Stars. I can think a couple, three worst number one picks of all time, but he has to be up there, especially when Dennis Savard was second. But anyways, let's go back to our point here. In the draft is I'm hoping Montreal got lucky with this guy. Good size, playing with with, uh, men already. Yeah, he's been playing with men instead of playing in the in, in the old. He's going to play, and he wants to go back. And he's also, um, I think, he has some uh, schooling he wants to finish, which makes him. Yeah, I think he's he's, he's going to be back in Europe for at least another year, is what I heard. What do you think about Mishkov? Seriously, about his time well, coming to the uh, NHL? before we get to Mishkov, I want to talk about the Habs. I got to rip, I got to rip you guys for a little bit. Okay, <laughs> this so is coming. You guys left Carey Price out there to dry on stage. That was terrible the way you treated him. And Ken Hughes, oh, yeah, it's the way we planned him. Oh, just throw him under the bus more. Great send-off for Carey Price, guys. Is that the leadership we're getting from Kent Hughes? Is that listen, the leadership listen. we're getting from Kent okay, Hughes? Okay, let's, let's just say this much. I'm Okay, Kent Terrible you. send-off. Okay, but you know what? Someone you know, should have just whispered his name in the, uh, like the name in his ear. That's uh, all you guys had to do. Okay, and Carey might have had to smoke the fatty before he got out there. Remember, we're in Montreal. I everybody, hope not. I hope everybody, not. look, Carey was a little loose. Come on. You don't get loose. He didn't look like he just got out of bed and was going to go for a 10-mile jog. Okay, so let's cut to the chase. Now, did Ken Hughes kind of leave him? Okay, I'll give him that. But Kerry should have known. You know what? In my opinion, Kerry, Kerry Price can do whatever he wants. I, I would have rescued him. I would have held his hand. You know what I mean? I but know you would have. I would have held his hand. So I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, okay, we could have stopped. I'm not saying, did Ken Hughes look that bad to you? Oh, he, he embarrassed him. Did you see the look on Kerry Price's face after <laughs> Ken Hughes said that? No, I didn't. It's like his heart fell out of his chest. He's no, like, oh, this. Come on. I, I, you know what? That's he what got I, embarrassed. He I got embarrassed like, on stage. Yeah, listen, you know what? I kind of, I'm erasing that from my hard drive, okay? When I'm cleaning up my hard drive. Oh, I'm not erasing it. I'm it's going to live It's going to live forever on SportsCenter oh, Top 10s. You know you're going to see oh, that for a long, for years and years and me. years. As soon as it was over, I said, oh, no. Oh, no, Carrie, you're going to be on that, those stupid top 10 this. Carrie's good. And yeah. I love Carrie. So, Carrie, you know what, Ken Hughes, I, you know what I had to? The weed is good in Montreal. They got good black hash, Well, too. they're in Nashville, though. Oh, that's right. But he might have brought it from Montreal. I don't know. Uh, but it was, I, I'm saying, I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying that it was messy. 
It was messy, messy. And, and I wish we could have handled it a little bit differently. But I'm going to take the more positive take and say, right now, the Montreal Canadiens can be the next Canadian team to win the Stanley Cup. Uh, you guys I are still, you guys are still a couple of years away from making well, the playoffs. considering you guys are taking step backwards, now we're going to be in the Where are we taking, taking a step backwards? The Toronto Maple Leafs traded for six guys at the trade deadline, and then they lose six regulars at free agency they couldn't touch. Something's weird about that. We got that. better, though. Wait, you got, wait. You got, okay, you got, got tougher. Bertuzzi. Okay, well, well hold on. Let's. Let's, let's, let's stick with the draft that. for okay, a little bit. Okay, okay. So you want to talk about Michkov. Yeah, so yes, let's get back to Michkov. My personal – go ahead. What do you think? I mean, this could – this is uh, – I mean, I love the pick for Philly. They're not going to be good anytime soon. So, I mean, the three years kind of fits their window anyways. And the way Briere has ripped it down, I get it. Like, mm-hmm. if any team in the top ten was going to take it now, I see – like, look at them them dumping everybody. They're Like, their roster is going to be like 22 years old on average when yeah. they start the season or something like that. So he's doing a complete – he's going to the nap. He's turning on the lap. So if that's the case, it's usually a three-year new bill. The Mishkov shows up in three years and looks like a Vetchkin. Is that what you're saying? Well, I don't know if he's going to look like a Vetchkin, but I mean, like, he's definitely going to come in there. He's a guy that could potentially help turn around your franchise. Oh, no doubt about it. He's a big goal. Like, like he's potential. Like, I, I wasn't really I, – like, I, I seen his stats, okay? But then I went on uh, YouTube or one of those places or wherever I went, they were showing that those, those like, little clips of the draft prospects and what they do on mm-hmm. the ice like they show that Connor Bedard's goal and junior and all yeah, that yeah, kind of, yeah. well they were showing the best of uh, Michkov moves that boy's a power forward in, oh, in, yeah. in a definitive word a power forward so I respect that but I we're not a political show we try not to be however with the situation in Russia I can't I can see him being there for three years and I can see him more you said off the air what does he gets drafted to go play to, to fight in the war did I say that? I, I think you did. No, I didn't. I didn't. Someone here at Chewy said to me, hey, Cruz, what if he gets drafted and he's 18? So he's, I don't think he'll I don't think that, No, Cruz the Russia's gonna not going to do, do that. that. No. But he's draft eligible in Russia right now as we speak. Sure. And we don't know about the insanity that's going on in that country. And it's very questionable for the first time because we don't want to bring it up. But just last Saturday when they had that march in Russia, that's changed it. And this is sounding like KGB to me because now it's a week later or going almost a week later to 10 days later, KGB should be showing up to do something insane in the next week or so. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's going to be, but the repercussions is I don't think that Putin's going to let this go. He's going to go on to go back to showing that this is my country, comrade. And what's his favorite sport? Hockey. And what's he want to do to keep his best products on there? Boys, you stay home. Stay you got in the a KHL. Choice. You stay in the KHL or you go to the front lines in Ukraine? Yeah. What choice are you doing? I'm lacing up my skates. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but how many guys from the like top Russian players are suddenly stuck in the KHL? Yeah. You know, it's become a pattern. I've read about where a couple of uh, oh, there's, there's a few. We got into this too, like before. Like there's a few prospects that are stuck in there that teams want to get out and. Doesn't look like they are. No, it looks like they're going to have to stay soon. There. That's what I mean. So something's going on there. Now, a bunch of Russians went in the first round, though, which I found surprising. I did, too. There was three or four, wasn't there? Four. Yeah, yeah four Russians. But yeah, Two we, of them taken by Arizona. Oh, and, and they're going nowhere, so they can wait. Yeah, then okay. Philly and uh, Colorado took a guy. Oh, yeah. that. Yeah. What's the name of that defenseman? You're right. The, the defenseman, that, the, that guy that we're talking. We took the guy from Austria, but some people argued. The Russia. Arizona one? Yeah, they say he could... One of the two. Yeah. But then again, you don't uh, Simashev. know. Simashev. Yeah, nobody knows until they get on the ice. Exactly. You know what I mean? So it was an interesting draft. And in, in, in this uh, things that I think that are the theory of the day is, once again, in the House that Happens, is everything is going to be about money. Sure. And we also know that the um, not only the draft, they're putting guys away, is that the flat cap 
definitely had effect on things this year. Just on the next day, what was it? Two days later, we had uh, the free agency start. You know yeah. what I mean? Any, in any event, before we, we well, leave. I just want to say a shout out to Easton Cowan, Leafs first round pick this year. Small, but it looks like he's got that dog in him. So Okay, I was just going to say, aren't you going to have a shout out to your player? You, you read my mind. Hey, we're starting to get some synchronicity on this show. I like that. I did want to give a shout out to him. Um, in, in any event, the draft is the draft. I think the TV time is just tremendously overrated. Mm-hmm. Um, then they got to pay for that. And then the next thing you know, uh, whatever. We're going to get to that as the show goes on. But in any event, as we're talking about the free agency, there's one thing I want. I did notice. There was a pattern where it seemed to be a lot of teams were trying to f- find those extra veteran defensemen that they could hide in the bench or keep in the press box mm-hmm. or whatever. Because you see how, like, now, like, we've seen in the last couple, three years, especially since St. Louis, I believe, won the Stanley Cup. Okay, you look at the teams that have won. And even back in the day in L.A., when uh, when they had Muzzin and uh, oh, yeah, they had Doughty. And, and, yeah, yeah, Willie yeah, Mitchell. Well, yeah, yeah, all those guys there. So I'm, I'm saying now that there must be some kind of a template that's saying, which we've been preaching, and I'm going to take it to the mantle of the house that happens. It's, but we got to patent our name soon, too. However, is people are looking like you want the six defensible, but maybe you want eight. Because, you know, the injury factor, oh, yeah. the guys in the, in the box I, up. Ideally, like eight or nine. You're yeah, probably going to have to be dipping down to your 10th defenseman at some point in the season. Let's be real. Oh, you hope you don't. I'm just saying that it seems But to it be, happens. Oh, 100%. And I'm just saying that the more we're looking at it, and unless you're the shiftiest guy like Mature on Florida, I mean, even McCarr is not a big mm-hmm. boy. Carlson was never known for his freaking mammoth size, even though he's a six-footer, but build. Mm-hmm. But a lot of teams are building not only from depth, but with size. Sure. You know, like you see some of these guys that were signed. I didn't. I had to go check them out, and I'm saying, oh, this defenseman, oh, that defenseman. And then you look at him, and I go check his number. It's 6'1", 6'2", 6'3". You know, a couple of these guys. And I think the part of the reason is, and I know you're a huge advocate for saying is that, we don't want bully hockey in the playoffs. You can play tough. Yeah. Now, I was kind of cheering for Florida a little bit. <laughs> Until it got to the point where, no, nah, these guys are being schmucks now. Yeah. I hope they lose. Like, if you're going to win on this kind of hockey, I don't want you to win. You know what I mean? Like, this is 1974. And it, and yeah, it was and Broad Street Bully-esque. It, yeah, it was at times. And I'm glad that, uh, oh, that's what I'm trying to get full circle on. Vegas had the answer because they had the six big defensemen back there that started hitting back. Right. Hey, Kachuk, how's your sternum today? Live by the sword, die by the sword? Yeah, not good. Okay. He's going to miss some time at the start of the season. Oh, really? Him and Ekblad, I'm Oh, hearing. yeah, both of them, yeah. Okay, yeah. but in any event, I'm saying you can win. I want us to be, want you to be tough because what I'm going to say is, and I'm going to throw this at you, is that I, I was talking to you offline and how free agency and the cap space are, and we are the house that happens. We're in Toronto. I think Toronto had the most, one of the most interesting free agent positions is because people were poaching your players like crazy to start yeah. with. So obviously you guys were doing the right thing, but you couldn't keep them. We're back to that story. Well, that's a thing. I mean, the, the what we're seeing more and more is like teams with the cap space weaponizing it, kind of like what we've been Agreed. seeing in the NBA in the last yes. few years. The NHL teams have finally caught on. Yes. So like Nashville, they they took O'Reilly and uh, Shen. Leafs weren't giving, giving them that money in that term. Oh no, 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 definitely not. And you know, it's going to and, and if the salary cap, the rumor is four million next. It'll be nine within the twenty four twenty five yeah. season, which could be great signings for now. But what makes it interesting is like you guys lost a cherry. You lost Riley. You lost O'Reilly. Bunting. O'Reilly, yeah. Bunting. Yep. Hall. Shen. And who? You lost Kerfoot. Kerfoot. You lost six guys, okay? Now, 
One of the things I'm going to say about it is that you were able to acquire three guys that all had grit and sandpaper. Yes. Which was the meaning. So if that's where you're going to go and you spent your money there. But I thought it was really interesting in the cap year that one of the guys you did sign was Bertuzzi, who's in an interesting position, don't you think? Oh, very interesting. I think him and Duchesne are the cleverest guys Oh, Duchesne especially it, it, like the, the uh, just that roster in Dallas. I want to get I want to talk about the Leafs first, but okay, I mean go ahead, I, yes. I want to like but Dallas the holy you look at that forward group oh, one through twelve. Holy, okay, that's what they're I'm serious saying, yeah. contenders. Um, but I mean the Leafs like I mean I, I love the signings Bertuzzi, uh, Domi, Reeves. It's a lot of that uh, sandpaper. Domi, uh, it's that just kind of rambunctiousness that we've been missing ever since Kadri left. Just someone who's just going to be that douchebag, you know, get on your face and just, you know, annoy you. you see, you, the you thing know. is he will score, and the bottom line is with Domi. Oh, is absolutely. Domi is always shows up. He, I have him penciled in on the second line with Tavares and Nylander. Really? Yeah. You got him that high up in the in the depth? Why, where do you think? He's going to play below Nyes? Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> I mean, I, that, I thought that, I thought he was going to form your great third line. I thought he had enough. It's time possible. To fix it's possible. Because I think because like, then you that's a better depth thing. And if you bring somebody up, that's that, true. Like you, the white. So you're thinking like he's on the third line with like Yarn Croak and Lafferty. Yeah, like okay, that like that could work too. And, and that'd be a big gritty banging line. You know, look at mm -hmm. those guys. And I forgot they kept Lafferty. That was cool because they picked yeah he him had up he too. had one year left. Okay, so that's cool. So, so they're not so. But that's a gritty dirty line, and the other guys do your scoring. Mm -hmm. That's how I thought of him. And Domi's a potential scorer, and Domi's going to get a little power play time. Oh, second power play time. Uh, He's going to be a fixture on there. Okay, so as I'm saying, so I, I, I'm thinking, you're, you're thinking, you know Toronto better than me. And if they, they do that with him on the second line, I get it. But I'm kind of thinking like that third line. So it gets to be like you're like Vegas or like you were mm -hmm. in Tampa Bay a couple of years ago where you're not having a huge fall off. Yeah. The thing about Vegas that was as a big defenseman in the four rolling lines, okay? And that's going to be hard to maintain in this kind of uh, thing. But then McPhee had a whole different, as we know, that thing that's going on out there in Vegas is different than everybody else sure. because what they've started last six years, still very clever. Oh, absolutely. I'm not taking away from that. But, I mean, the Leafs, I mean, they're, I mean, their forward group, it, it got sneaky good all of a sudden. Oh, yeah, it did. It, it, it better than I expected. Like, you look through uh, 1 through 12, it's good. Uh, like, we got Bobby McMahon that's going to be coming up playing some fourth line this year. Yeah, there you go. And Him, it, Pontius Holberg, David Kempf, and uh, Ryan Reeves is going to be. Didn't those. you guys lose Kemp? No, you no, he signed back for four years. Yeah, that stupid. that's your stupid one. But that's okay. Not a stupid <laughs> contract. It's going to be at the time, and he's the type of all the players you need because he was a sand player, sandpaper type player too. The, the problem there player. was that, like, who are you going to replace him with? Exactly. We needed that guy to play yes. to be a number one penalty killer with Marner. Yes. Oh, no, no. He, he He's making his money, and you got the other in there. Now, I think the most intriguing thing is that can we, if we can bring up Artushi again, this guy's only playing one year for $5 million, isn't it? Five and a half. Okay, five and a half. Whatever the case may be. This guy scored, we looked it up, tw 20 goals twice. And 30 goals. And 30 goals. Now he's going to be playing on a line with Marner. And um, Matthews and Matthews, this 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 guy probably should, top penalty or a power play as well. Uh, there you go. So this guy's looking at, and he's only what 28, 27? If he's twenty eight, twenty eight. Okay, this guy's looking at a thirty goal season in the. If he, he better be on the ice right now working out. Oh yeah, try. He should be. He should be down there in a the toe. He should be close to here. We're in a Etobicoke at the. Uh, What's the place down in Lakeshore, Mimico, where they practice? Oh, a MasterCard Center, or yeah, Ford MasterCard Performance Center, Center yeah, oh, whatever now, it's called this now. month. Yeah, yeah, whatever. They, yeah, whatever it is this month. They should be down there skating right now. He should be there because I'm, I'm doing that. But I want to shout out to Duchesne because first they bought him out. And you know the salary cap better than I do. How did Nashville do that when they bought out Duchesne? How oh, they, they had tons of cap space. Okay, but okay, didn't they get any penalty for 
buying him out? You do, but I mean, again, they just have tons of cap space. So, like, they get. Um, Hold on, let me pull it up. I, I just want three years left. We're, we're not. Uh, yeah, I know. So they're gonna have to pay that over six years. Then the remainder. Um, but I wanted just one more thing about the Leafs. So they signed John Klingberg as well. That's the one that kind of had people scratching their heads. It's a one-year deal, but and you need a guy to play second power play. So what's he gonna do on it? What do you mean? He's gonna be the quarterback on there. He's gonna be playing with like Max Domi, Matthew Nyes. I think it's more talent than it's been on that second power play the last few years. I hope he hits somebody now and again. That's not his mo. Okay, so what you got to do is that. So what? He's a guy too. Like I mean, it's a one year deal. Soft. So if he what? Soft. Well, I'm hold on. Soft. He's he, he could be easy like easily upgradable at the deadline. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay, that that was a nice comeback. I'll give it to you. I'm not nothing against the guy. It's a one year deal. I'm not going to fuss every, over that. Everything everything that the Leafs did was about getting tougher, and then they, whatever. I don't really care because we're going to talk about... We well, keep, yeah, like how many good, like, you know, bang MDs were out there? There's Orloff, but the the Leafs weren't going to pay oh, 7 no, no, they him. couldn't have, no. That was a lot of money, but that was a good score. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? And I and think then, that Carolina and, and, and Vegas are two of the smartest teams when they're balancing that mm-hmm. cap stuff. They're doing... Real, and Nashville's doing the same. Oh, Nashville's starting their own era of uh, greatness here, I think, with uh, Barry Trotz's uh, GM. Uh, oh, one more thing. One more thing about the Leafs. Uh, Ryan Reeves, three years, one point three five per. A lot of people are goofing on that, but I mean, <laughs> so okay. Th- hold oh, on, that, that can't, I, got, I got a frog so, in my throat there. Uh, you're, up to, you're up to you're up to Barry up to one point two five in the minors. Yeah. So even if it completely fails and Leafs got buried this year, it's only a hundred grand against the cap. Ladies and gentlemen, but next year, hold on, happens, Andrew Cruz, Milani I'm not done. Going to be the hype man for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Continue. So. Uh, uh, but whatever, with the cap going up, but, the amount that's variable is also going up. So eventually, they won't even be penal. If like like year three, it's not working out, they'll bury him in the minors for free. You know what I like about it? This is a Dubis kind of signing. You know that with that, that playing with the money. <laughs> no, in this way, he they, you manipulated the money. Oh sure. Well, okay. I mean, yeah, and that's don't cool. don't forget that. that they have the guy that wrote the CBA on staff. Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> okay, I got you. They know every okay. nook and cranny. Okay, okay. Every... so uh, about that. So I I I'm I'm going on it that way. I'm strictly saying the guy is like, um, you needed him because you just needed your performance, and we don't want to beat on that for every time we come on. It's a new day now. Yeah. Everything in the past is in the past. You start the season, you have a different thing, you have different, different structure. So I think Ryan Reeves might be the type of thing that the Leafs need to go forward, which brings us to this in free agency. Before we leave the Leafs and we move on to the NBA, I just, well, two things first. Oh, we got, I, I got a lot more to talk about for hockey. Oh, even good. Then let's keep going because <laughs> then there's one of the things I, w- I want to get at about this is that what you do in free agency that is effective to your team, and I'm going to throw it really out there really quickly. Uh, we're not even going to talk about the Habs, really, because what did we do? I was going to – I had to bring up – well, they made two moves. I think they're noteworthy. Oh, and which are they? So you dumped Edmondson to Washington. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> okay, you know, I've been screaming that all yeah, year. So I can't wait to get to get rid of the guy. His one year left, uh, 50% retained, and Montreal gets a third and a seventh in next year's draft for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys overpaid for New Hook, though. Picks was it thirty one and thirty seven plus okay. a prospect? Oh uh, yeah, but he's like a seventh rounder, sixth rounder pick. Okay, so let, let's look at it this way. Some people say that we overpaid for Kirby Doc last year too. 
If Kirby Doc scores 70 points for us, we're What did you guys give up for Kirby Doc last year? We gave year? up one of our draft picks, and we gave up a defenseman that was supposed to be something. What a way. We gave up we gave up a couple picks, I think, though, didn't we? Well, I'd let have me to look remember. that up. But anyways, we gave up a little bit for him. And I'm just saying that that seemed to work out for us. And if that the way is, like, okay, Ken Hughes, you screwed up with Carey Price. Let's not talk about it anymore. But I think is Alex Newhook as good as Kirby Doc, though? I don't think so. We never thought that Kirby Doc was going to be that good. Uh, until he, he was there. a third overall pick, though. Oh, yeah. No, I agreed. And he blossomed into Montreal, and I think he could even be more. He's only 24 years old this year coming in. And he's so. a big skating winger. With Slavowski, who's in his second year, who should blo- blossom in a big skating oh, winner. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I'm just saying, like, we're looking at it this way. Here's how free agency works. Everybody knows if the cap is going to go up. I'm very happy with the Habs because the one thing we have now is we've got six or eight big boys coming to camp. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Big, big defensemen, mobile skating. We're not even going to bring up Logan Mayo anymore because I'm getting into trouble to making that into a joke when I really want him to be a serious hockey player. Um, our kid, Nostri, is going to be two years away, and we've got the forwards that we need. So like you say, you run before you walk. But I don't know where we're going to go, where, where you want to go with the uh, more talking about the draft, but you want to bring it up. But I want to know what the Winnipeg Jets are doing, and I want to know if they're respecting their fan base. Well, I mean, they had to lose. They had to get something back for Dubois, but and they got. Let's be like credit to them. They got a big haul back for him. I'm glad Montreal three roster players. Oh and yeah, the first, yeah, and a second round pick. Yes. Okay. No. Yeah. No. No. I'm. I'm saying they. They got. They got. Now I'm hoping is that going to be the depth that Winnipeg's going to have? Because Winnipeg, what did they do last year? Remember when we were at the All Star break last year? We were talking about. Ooh, Winnipeg looks like they could be a team to do it. And what did they do? They drove right off the cliff. Oh, I, well, I, I, I'm on record as saying I was never a believer. No, in the Jets I remember last that year. you did too. But I was pumping their tires around the All-Star break because they were looking A lot like of people were, in, in I fairness. Th- I thought that they were really going to make a move. I thought they had the veterans on the roster to make the lead. I thought Dubois was going to be the 40-goal yeah. scorer. They had a decent goaltender, blah, 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 blah. Well, we all, know, we all know the rumors about what was going on in the locker room there. We're not going to get oh, too into that. No, okay. We but got- now Wheeler's gone. Dubois's gone. Well, yes. They just got to figure out the Shifley and Hellebuck situation. Well, I think they both should go now. In my opinion, if you're well, going to go that far, these are that's the old yeah. school. Either you get rid of them all, you don't leave one around. Well, I'm I well, my theory about Hellebuck is he said he wants to play for a contending team. I think they're trying to give it like the one last try to like, hey, look, we got this back for Dubois. We can be competitive this year. Why don't you stick around? Do you believe they're going to be competitive? I think they can hang around the Western Conference. The West, like, like the top of the West is strong, but oh, yeah, once you but get well, to I, I like once you get to the middle, they can probably sneak into the playoffs. I wouldn't be shocked if Winnipeg made it in next year. No, I wouldn't be either. But I'm saying, like, at, at the expense of who? Nashville. Sure. Okay, wait a minute. But Nashville says Nashville's in, Nashville's in that same conversation, though. Uh, that's what I right? mean. So it's going to be. And what about Calgary? Uh, they're probably not making it in. Oh, <laughs> I'll, I'll oh. confidently say that. Oh, I don't think they made anything significant at the trade deadline. You know what I mean? Uh, you mean free agency? Yeah, I don't think they did. Well, they the money, and I know well, they got rid of coach. They, and they, I, I liked what they got back for Toffoli. Oh yeah, yeah. They got that, a, they yeah. got a good player that can fit into like their middle six and a third round pick. But like, I, I just gotta say, I feel a little bit bad for Craig Conroy. New on the job, he says, I want. We need guys that want to be here in Calgary. What he found out, no one Nobody wants to wants be, be in Calgary. Calgary. <laughs> you know what it is, though? It, it's kind of weird. I heard Jerome again allude to this, okay? I, I'm, I, don't, I don't go west of Winnipeg. I got no reason. I, I love my country. I don't go west of Winnipeg. Well, I probably don't go west of freaking Thunder Bay. I haven't been that far in a long time. But you don't go out to BC? 
I don't need. I've been. I've seen it all. Why don't we go back oh, out BC's there? And I'm not beautiful. Even, oh, it is beautiful. I'd go to visit it again, especially in North. But come on, I, I'm not. We're, we're not a political show, so I won't even give you my opinion Uh-oh. about BC. Okay. But anyways, yeah, Banff is nice. I want to golf there. But that's not my point. What has happened is the, the Jerome again. The thing he says is this: if you go to Calgary or you go to an Edmonton, you go to Winnipeg, Winnipeg, and they are winning or at least competing. There's enough vibrancy in the city to make you know that it's a hockey town and you feel it and you can grow to love well, it. Hence Edmonton can, now. Oh, yeah. No, no, like at Edmonton, like people don't mind going to Edmonton and it, it's got, you know, it's got a bit of a party town. It's got some rock bars. And you get to play with McJesus. You got it. So what I'm saying is that you got to have people like, um, or, and, and the late great Tom McCarthy would say is that if you get into a town and you feel the city and you become part of that essence of their hockey nature, especially in Canada, then you will like to, you will like Calgary, you will like Winnipeg, you will like mm-hmm. Edmonton. But if you're from freaking Wichita, Kansas, or Oakville, Ontario, or Barrie, Ontario, or Swift's current Saskatchewan. You're going, what about those places? I don't know. So I'm thinking the problem is, is that you're it's, it's hoping you draft and keep, which they did, but look at Kachuk's out of town now. Yep. And some of their better players are out of town. You know what I mean? Even in Edmonton, like we're talking about off air, where's Yapakov now and Galchenyuk, like he got the re-signing, I seen that. These guys are all gone. Why? Nobody wants to saying that they don't want to be there. I think Edmonton's a vibrant town. I heard Calgary's really the the biggest growing city in Canada as we speak. And Calgary's like a real foodie town too. That's what I've been yeah. hearing. Yeah. I just heard some people come back from Calgary and they said it's becoming a different Calgary. So we'll have to wait and see. As for them being competitive in the league next year, hmm. Mm. It all depends on the uh, new the, coaching, the new GM. They're gonna have to. Get oh, are their we talking about Calgary? Calgary. Yeah. Nah, I don't think. Uh, I think they're. I think they got to start a rebuild. Okay. I think they're hoping they can turn into a retool, but I mean, you have to be like very aggressive and very lucky at the same time with how things work. Because I mean, hey, you got some pieces that are valuable. Yeah, but like, I agree. But, like, but, still who, there. but who's gonna be willing to give up like? Piece, like good pieces now. Like I imagine you're going to get a lot of futures for these guys, right? That's the problem. Okay, so um, okay, well we'll we'll get to that later. What I'm saying is that eventually a team's got to turn a corner when you get all these prospects, when you get all these sort of kindas, and your draft pick, and when do you get to the next level? Now I'm saying that we were in the Stanley Cup Finals two years ago. Mm-hmm. Now we've missed the playoffs two years in a row. I'm of the school that. We should be, if we miss the playoffs this year, I'm not going to be happy. I'm never happy we miss the playoffs, but we it's better tough, make it the a next tough, year. It's a tough Eastern Conference. Yeah, but we're building along a way that it seems to be that we can have you the guys, opportunity yeah, to, to but go like, forward. You guys, like what did you guys add? Like You, added, you didn't need to add. We're growing. We're growing. You guys finished bottom five. Okay, you, you need, so you, what? So you're not making the playoffs. Ugh. We're going to make the Detroit. Jump. Detroit was very aggressive okay, in their offseason. Okay. Oh, and, and you know what? I think that we've got a better um, – the build from the bottom up is better than Detroit. Seriously, that's how I look at our team. What do you mean I, bottom up? I mean, like, okay, you're going to start in our back end. Who do they got to play goal? Who do we got to play goal? What they have, have three guys, is? though, so that's the thing. They got that We don't need up. that. We got our number one what guy. What if Alan and, and Montembeau both get injured? They won't. They're going to be no, you can You can't guarantee hey, we that. Got the other oh, you can't guy. guarantee that. Wait, wait, we got the other guy down in Hamilton. Who? What's his name? We got another. Well, your farm guy. team's not in Hamilton anymore. Where is it at again? I don't even know. Laval. Laval. We got that other guy. We got a third Caden guy. Caden Primo. Yes, that's right. We got him too. So technically, he's as good as this. Who's this clown that they signed for seven hundred thousand as a goalie? I thought he was Montreal. No, when we were talking before on the air, and I said, "Why did they sign this goalie?" Who? And you said depth. Oh, I forget his name now. What team? Was it Carolina? No, Florida. No. Who did Florida sign as a third goalie? 
And oh, I, and I, well, I, as, as their backup, you mean? Or whatever. And you said yeah. he's going to be there. That's like Primo in in uh, Laval. It's the same thing, except we didn't have to use the money. Well, I mean, you're, you still use the money. You just used it already. Okay, but still, <laughs> we got this guy, and we could bring him up. We we didn't have to sign a third goalie. You know what I mean? I'm just saying. Uh, I'm gonna, we're we're going to have a rant about that another it's, day. I don't know. I lose my mind. The, the, I want two goalies. Now, I'm going to say Allen's been a bit banged up for us. So Already, already my, with I the can, excuses. No, I'm just saying it could happen, but I'm saying, no, our other guy's going to play more, so we're not going to have to worry about him. That's He's, a bold statement. Uh, you're damn right it is. I feel like freaking um, Samuel Jackson in Pulp Fiction. I, 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 it's a bold statement, but I'm going to say it. If he, he, What if he starts 50 games this year? Well, so what? What's then we point? got Allen for thirty. We don't need a third goalie. Allen doesn't need that much traffic. That's I don't what know. I'm we'll saying. see. I don't. I don't know if they're gonna exactly. What's Toronto gonna do? You haven't even signed Samsonov yet. That's fine. Okay, so you're gonna play him under this and promise him the money next year? No, they're, they're, I think they're just waiting to get uh, Matt Murray out so they can make the cap space work. Oh, okay. I'll give you that. But I think the kid that you had that played. Um, well, yeah, he'll be the backup. I think no. I think he's a thirty starter guy now. Don't okay, you? Okay, well, you know what I mean. Like one backup, one B. They're kind of synonymous nowadays. Those because two they got to play more. But you know what? It's not like the old days because they don't. Now here's another thing. That's why I say soft. A goalie, what? A goalie can't start sixty games anymore. I mean, you can, but we've seen it in the playoffs. Like by the time you get there, they're burnt out. Like look at Jake Ottinger in Dallas. They played him into the ground. Would that get them in the playoffs? Okay, so what they should have done is they should have remembered going the last twenty games. And everyone said that they well, need the problem those games. Well, the, the problem is the problem is their games. backup is Scott Wedgwood, who's like uh, okay. So then you got to know to do that. Have two. I'm happy with Montreal's goaltending. Ottawa, I thought, got sneaky by by um, that same goaltending tandem. They played in juniors or somewhere. Together. They want to call their cup together. The two goalies in Ottawa. Corpusalo and um, I'm blanking on their other goalie's name. The yeah, one Ottawa. So at least Ottawa's trying to take from from the back end too. And Ottawa's got a bunch of big defensemen. And they got new ownership, so they're not going to – and that guy's yeah, a Yeah, but that, that, deal's not, that deal's not finalized yet. No? No. It's, uh, I'm hearing by September. Oh, really? Yeah. How come so long? Oh, it's, it's a billion-dollar business deal, Cruz. These oh. things don't just happen. How come and the they still got guy, the they still got guy parachuted in like nothing? You're right. It's still going to take the September. You're right. It's like it, closing on a house. I don't know. The yeah, Ottawa, right. it, they're going to be in tough this year. I mean, you say that they're Agreed. big, but they have they, – they got Eric Branstrom who's not big. They got to figure out the Debrinkit situation. What's going on with him? I mean, Ottawa's been the same story for the last couple of years. It's like all the potential in the world, but like, what does that get you? Okay, so they, you're, you're saying that they're, they're spinning their tires. So are they the Detroit Red Wings? Or do you think they spend their tires more? I think Detroit actually made a little bit of savvy moves. Well, you know, it's going to be like this. This is how time fast is moving, which is great, because that means I'll be retiring soon. But that's another story. We're at July 2nd already, okay? July 3rd. July 3rd already. And a month from now, NFL camps are going to be going and then they're going to be talking about all those extra players that are sitting around that are got to go to camps you know what i mean mm -hmm. and in this flat cap there's still some I, I can't think off the top of my head maybe next week's show we'll pick it up um there's um there's going to be like you know the puzzle piece that put on that was on the floor mm -hmm. and you fixed it up and said oh here's that piece and you finished the puzzle i think there's some guys out there that are going to go on teams and when they play the first 10 games they're going to do it because there's enough players kicking around i'm going to get a list of them but i seen it the other day um one of the gray-haired guys in tsn were pointing it out there's like mid-level guys or less that didn't get jobs because of the cap but they could be playing sure. in the nhl they're all skating at the 
at the Endurance Center in Mimico or they're playing yeah. skating in that place in Edmonton or they're play, scaring at that rink in Barrie because a bunch of them at cottages are all on the ice right now. 100%. Because we're, what, eight weeks till camp? Yeah. Eight weeks, basically. Like, that's really... that, that that's Time goes by that quickly. Yeah, in about a month's time, we're going to start hearing about the players that are signing, like, professional tryouts. And, and all, all that. that. Now, yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I'm not sure, but what's the guy's name with the gray curly hair in TSN? I like him. He's getting older. I think he's my age. In any event, he was discussing that in this flat cap era. One time I did listen. I think it was he was one that brought up the point that a lot of guys couldn't get contracts yet because everybody's sitting on their hands. Mm-hmm. Like, like, for example, the Toronto Maple Leafs. You know what I mean? And they're a glaring example of doing everything right, and then look what happened to them in doing so. A little bit with the Devils are like that too, I thought, because I thought the Devils were in better shape cap-wise, and they're really not. You know what I um, mean? Yeah, I mean, but, like, everyone's locked in, though, on that team. For the time being, but didn't they— What do you mean for the time being? For, like, eight years, these guys are locked. But didn't so, they lose a couple of key guys? Like who? There's a defenseman they lost, and then they were trying to get oh, a Oh, that guy uh, with Graves? Uh, How I, many guys do they have in the back? They're like they, they have six guys signed on the back, and then they have. They a, do have six, do they? Yeah. Wow, I wasn't sure about that. And I mean, their forward group, like Timo Meyer, he's now locked. Oh, in. Oh, their top six, I think. Is Jack great. Hughes is locked yeah, in. Yes, for Brad's yeah. locked in. Nico Hischer's got four years left. I mean, there, there's a lot. Of I thought they were there. there. I'm, I'm. Oh, I did. I, I maybe I'm mixing them up somewhere else. But I think that the, the Devils. I, I thought they had a little bit more cap room. I thought they lost a couple of people because I was looking at the at the teams that really. They actually have five and a half left in really? cap space still. They dumped somebody last week. Is that who it was? A goalie or somebody? No, they had. They're going with the same tandem in net. Um, Which I think they should. Yeah. I think they and that gets to what um, at the house that happens. We come up with our own personal theories about things. Bro, one of the things that you're saying is hold the line at six million for all your goalies. I think that's a very yeah. maybe you can go up to seven with the new cap. With the three, a couple of years. well, like with the teams looking more at three goalies, then it's like, like Carolina. But then you're gonna get a bum. But let's just say, yeah, but Carolina's smart though. They 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 still got lots of cap room, and they got sure. young guys, and they got good pieces, and we can't deny what Vegas did. They no. just jetsoned a couple guys. Okay, thanks for the Stanley Cup out of here. And that cleared what seven million. The two guys left. They had seven million on the cap in one day. And those guys were serviceable parts. The forward did get a job, didn't he? He got re-signed. I forget the forward who it was, but the other guys. The guy who they dumped. Yeah, they dumped. Well, they Riley dumped. Smith. They traded him to Pittsburgh. Is that was it? What would happen to the other guy? Is he still out there? What other guy you're talking about? They, let, they Vegas dropped two guys that were regulars on the cup. I forgot they traded in Pittsburgh, which is a good move by Well, Dugas. Kessel is a free agent. I don't know oh, if he's, he's going to go back no, to no, Vegas. No, 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 Kessel's not. It was a, a guy that played more than Kessel. In any event, what I'm saying is that I like the way that they manipulate their pieces to maintain that they can pull somebody in along the way. Um, Carolina's very crafty at doing that, I've noticed. Nashville, like you say, is bringing up caps. What I'm saying is back to the who's and the who's not. The teams with the big mess of things are the New York Rangers. Oh, I want to bring them up yeah, next. Yes, oh, yeah, okay, go ahead. So Wheeler actually signs like a crazy like deal with them, eight hundred thousand plus. It could be like another three hundred thousand in uh, um, in bonuses based on performance. And then they signed Jonathan Quick, uh, eight hundred twenty-five thousand for that one year. That made me laugh. I think that's a mistake too. Why? He stinks. His yeah, goals against got, was like four and okay, a half last year. He was going to play 60 games. How, so you're going to lose the other 20 games? No. Good luck know, making the playoffs. They, have a, they, had, they had a third goalie too, don't they? Um, Who's not? He's he's questionable. He's a young kid. I think they're there quick because of his veteran presence. But we I, got I think, paid getting bought out. He got bought out of Winnipeg. 
So he can afford to take. He's like Matt Duchesne 2.0. Yes, yeah. No, no, no. That, that deal I think is unreal. But I mean, the quick one, I think that's going to be a huge mistake. I know what he wants. He's a. Well, he I ain't mean, getting that. What? Like, you know what I'm getting what, at? A couple years, right? Well, he's going after the wins record by an American. Oh. He's 16 behind Ryan Miller. I don't think he's going to get it. I think he might. I did not know that. 16? Six, yeah, if he plays on there. Look, if he plays, that's a good team he's on. Come on, they can get 16. I think he's, he's going to be actively losing them games. <laughs> <laughs> I just think His now, goal was it? He was a, like a four and a half goals against last year with what, like an 880 save percentage? Sometimes he couldn't stop a beach ball. But let's get back to that's what we're trouble. talking about. Even, like, go, I mean, he played on. in L.A. and Vegas, two like really good teams. Solid. Vegas has won the cup. Yes. He looked awful on oh, both he teams. Terrible. He was terrible. So maybe, I, I don't think he's going to get there. But anyways, let, let, let's He's going to be up. bought out or whatever by midseason. Okay. Okay, I, I want to just do some rapid hits on uh, okay. some of the signings that we could just like give uh, our yays and nays, basically. Okay. Um, so Dallas, some good ads. Matt Duchesne, Craig Smith. We talked about I them. I thought they were the best. That's, that's some of the smartest right there. Dallas is definitely going to be on the doorstep next year. They're mm-hmm. going to be, you know what I mean? Like they, On paper. Remember all this is on paper, sure. people. Okay, get, let's get this they, they should be right back in the conference final again. If, 100%. If, if, if health is on their side, of yes, course. Yes, 100%. I agree with that. Uh, Dubas snags Noel Achari from the Leafs. Good pickup, and he knew who he was, so he's familiar with the player. They're already know. one and a half mil over the cap, though. Are they? Ooh, <laughs> that's Dubas for you. Yeah. I love it. Love uh, it. Red Wings signed Justin Hall for three years by 3.4. Oh. Shane Gostisbehere, one year, 4.1. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Go back to Hall. <laughs> okay, let's do it. <laughs> so he's a good locker room guy. Does he tie skates? <laughs> Do he tape sticks? He was he was buddies with Marner apparently, so I think Marner's gonna be a little bummed to lose him. Okay, listen, let's not beat on the guy, but come on, that's why he's gone. You're not paying him that money. No, Ugh. not on three years. No, I'm surprised. I was shocked. I was like, shocked. The Leafs, I were, going, what? the Leafs were paying him two a year. I thought that was ridiculous. Yes, okay. And now he goes and gets this. You know what? Take what you can get. Of course. You know what I mean? So let's let's not, you know. This is another one, though. Like, when, once the cap goes up in a couple of years, it could, yes. just, it could be a... We won't even be having exactly. this discussion. It's just because we're in the, the, the famous flat cap year, so to speak. Okay? Gossespierre, one year, four mil. JT Comfer, five years by 5.1 to be their second line center. James Reimer, one year, 1.5. And Alex Lyon, two years, 900,000 per. What do you think about uh, the... the um, the Kings getting what's his name Garvakov. Oh, signing him back. Yeah, I think that was a good move, don't you? I, I don't know what to think of Gavrikov though. I've, I've, I thought he would get better. I haven't seen enough of him. To- I thought to tell you know what I thought. And he, look, remember he's only twenty-seven. You know what I thought? I thought he'd be a guy that would get a little more overpaid. Maybe he's comfortable in L.A. Yeah, I thought he'd get a little bit more. Um, I really did. I thought he would get a little bit more. I actually thought he'd get more money. Do you know what I mean? But well, I he, he signs for he, he signs hot at that. He, he signs hot. for only like two, three years, right? Yeah. So I heard there the Where play is, is going to be like he's waiting for the cap to go up, and then he's going to really cash in. I heard that's in his him and his agent's plan. Well, he better play good. I mean, he's on LA. They're a good team. This is I love this line here, and I just heard it. Like, you know, he his reputation was inflated because simply because he was in. Available at the trade deadline because remember he was one of the top five. Everybody was. Going Everyone was him. talking about him as like the top D or what the top D is to that's, acquire. That's yeah. why I'm asking about him. I said, "Wow, how did that happen?" And he's only there. Maybe, maybe you're right. I don't know, but I thought he would be a guy that that would have been like three or four year with the mm-hmm. five mil kind of deal. I thought he was going to come in there. So when he only got two point eight, interesting. You said that. However, 
Look on the other one. Our 31-year-old Orloff. Yes. Got five mil. You know? More. What, 5.1? Even, even Gavrik. No, Orloff made seven. Cap hit is 5.1 mil, it says here. That might have maybe last year. Hold on, let me pull this up. The best defenseman, Balaam, a free agent. Maybe even the best overall player. Even Gavrik. No, even Gavrikov. I think his cap hits higher. Are, are you sure you're not looking at last year's? No, I'm looking right now, aren't I? The impact players. No, I think... Well, let me pull this up quickly. No, because Orloff, two years, 7.75 per. Oh, you're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. And then right, Gavrikov, right, yeah. I could have sworn his number began with a five. Yeah, Gavrikov, 5.87. Yeah. For really? two years. For yeah. T- yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got that for two years. So it's two points something against the cap. You only got five million. No, no, it's Orloff, 5.8 against the cap for Gavrikov. For two years, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah okay, yeah. I get that. But I'm telling this, Orlov's getting five million. He'll be five million a year against the cap. No, it's 7.75. Wow. <laughs> for wow. two years. Wow. You think he's worth it? But if the cap goes up, you're okay, and then you're off the hook. Is that is how we're Orloff playing? Is that good, though? That's, That's what I'm saying. Him and Gavrock. <laughs> like, he's I, big. He's mean. I get okay, that. Okay, but I, but here's what I'm saying, and maybe I'm wrong. Because of the age difference and shit like that, I thought Gavrock would have probably got a contract closer to Orlov's. I thought, but maybe he was yeah. inflated. But you know what I mean? Like, my, my, maybe my optics weren't as good as the people that are doing this business, obviously. But he yeah. was such a... Did well, Gavrikov well didn't. Gavrikov didn't go to open market either. Let's not forget. Okay, but he still he played very well in the playoffs. Sure, he played very very well. He was like in demand, and I thought I just thought he would get more than two point eight. I really did. You know what I mean? Who, Maybe in the next five point eight. I mean, whatever he got. No, he got <laughs> five point eight a year. Yeah, really. You might be looking at last year's cap uh, charts. Let me take a look. Because I, 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 he better got five. He got. He got five point eight. Five point eight seven five. Uh, okay, then Carolina. he's worth how many earning for two years? Two years. Okay, then I'll take that. Okay, maybe I'm looking at the wrong one because I thought, man, that guy should get more money. Carolina also signed Bunting three years by 4.5. And they keep status quo net Anderson back on a two-year deal worth 3.4 per and anti-ranta one year 1.5. I thought all those deals were worth it. Yeah, but I mean, you're not team related. You know what I mean? They're not going to kill you. Between you know their saying? three goalies, they're spending under $7 million in net, which... I mean, they're going to need those three guys knowing the health status of Anderson and Antiranta. Well, I'm looking at this way. But... We're going to go to the Milani mode and say $6 million or left $7 million at the most. So I think they came in under that. You know what I mean? What do you think of the bunting signing as an ex-leaf? What do you think? I mean, I think it's good for Carolina. I, I oh, think... I agree. He's going to fit that team well. But I'm talking about the money. Carolina can fit him, though. Yeah. They're, 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 they're wise to do it. And we're going to go back to the flat year. And two years from now, that contract could look like a steal. Mm-hmm. But do you think he will progress or regress who's he going to play with on that team they're saying he's going to play with aho and yeah i think he's going top line really yeah you think he's a he's a top i think that props him up to the top left winger on that team oh on on paper it does yeah um do you think there's any okay we put credence in the fact that he played with matthews and marner that's why we jack bertuzzi so he's not playing with marner and freaking matthews when he goes to carolina no, I, well, it's also more of a defensive system there. Let's be real. Okay, so you're going to sign the guy for that money. He's got to give you 60 points, right? He's got to give you 60 points or he's not Well, let's say it's a defensive system, so maybe... Uh, What's he going to do? Maybe 50. Kill you all day long? No, he's going to be... He's he's gonna gotta, be he's he, there, he, hold he on, hold on. 60, he's not worth it. Uh, in a defensive system, though, it's it's 
not exactly apples to apples, though. I can't even believe that we're talking about this again. When you talk about generations, a guy scoring sixty points, he gets five million a year. Give me a break. He's not making. He's making four and a half. Okay, so what? Uh, no, Islanders point. Islanders spend a lot of money on their goaltending, so they extend Sorokin eight-year deal worth eight point two five per. Oh, and that they he, and they extend their young. back and they expect. Oh, but like so you're already playing the jump rope here with the cap, and then uh. you sign Varlam off your backup. Four years by 2.75. So starting next year, that means that the Islanders are going to be spending 11 mil between their two goalies. Okay, so let's put it this way. Everybody else on that team is under contract and they made the playoffs. Barely. Okay, so but they're bringing them all back because they were all signed in there so they could afford the goalies this year. So let's get back to original thing, flat cap. Islanders might get away with this one. They might. Everybody else. I think, every, I think these contracts lineup, are still going to, I don't know. If you look at their lineup, everybody that played last year is pretty well locked up. They didn't really add. They didn't really subtract. It was a solid team. Everybody, and they're young. They could get better. They're, they just that, that barely goal, made the playoffs, that, though. So then you I don't, I don't think they're. I don't think they're slam dunk to make the playoffs. Oh, next I'm not year. saying they are either because Montreal could be the one that replaces them. Remember that. <laughs> I'm thinking Detroit. Maybe if Buffalo gets a goalie. Oh, okay, Buffalo, too. And Buffalo didn't really make a lot of moves. No, because they added Eric Johnson. That's about it. Yeah, well, because you know, another big guy back on the back end, which is everybody's doing. So that's what I'm saying. It's like it's going to, to me. It's going to be down to your coaching, your system, and did your team improve? And I'm saying that Montreal. I don't know, but like, hold on. Let, let's team? look at the Islanders, though. They gave all that up to get Bo Horvat, and he did not look good. Okay, but Islanders. but he's got the second. This is the second time here to do it. Maybe you just got to get comfortable. I think McCabe's going to be better on Toronto this year. Okay, fine, but like, there's a lot less risk involved with that. With well, that what I'm move. still saying is that sometimes it takes a while for the guy to get adjusted, but that's enough hockey I know, and then I, no, Hold on, hold on. We're, we're, we're really going rapid not. fire. Okay. So uh, Islanders also extend uh, Pierre Engvall's seven-year deal worth $3 million per <laughs> with a 16-team no-trade list. How did that happen? That guy's agent. I want to know him immediately. Uh, my my cons- my conclusion here with the Islanders is just that Lou has lost his mind. Maybe, but you guys, you wouldn't. Even, you, you guys let him. Remember, I thought you guys should have kept him. I thought but we. Not, I thought, thought we let him go at the right time. I, I know you didn't, but now that you see the money he got paid, maybe that's well, why he's gone. A, I would this never is the same thing that's that. happening in, in Toronto. How much do we give Nikita Zaitsev? How much did we did we give Patrick Marlowe? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that yeah. I've seen this one before. I don't well, like the ending. Okay, but I'm glad then you're good he's got out of town. Oh. And you should be glad he's out of town. I mean, I mean it was tough I was those shocked first... at his money in that many years. I was shocked. When I seen that one, I went, what? Really? With the, with the trade protection as well. That's oh. like, it's, I don't I don't like pay, paying bottom six, or sorry, I don't like giving bottom six guys long term. Okay. I think that's a bad mistake. Okay, but okay, how old is he now? He's 25, right? He was drafted 2014, so he's got to be like 27 now. Okay, so anyways, if he can do this for the next five years, score 20 goals every year and play that he's way. He's never been it. a 20-goal guy. Maybe he'll get more <laughs> ice time now. He didn't get the ice time on the Toronto get 20 goals. Maybe he'll move up and do that. I'm always trying to think of where you shift guys to. He's, 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 he fact, like the way the Islanders lineup kind of shapes out, he's going to be on the third line. Okay. He's not scoring okay. 20 goals there. He's not going to get any power play time. Okay, so there's guys in the league this year that that um, I'll, I'll, we'll do that. We'll talk about it on another show. But, okay, there's guys in the top 20 or the top 30 in scoring this year in the NHL that if you had a start of the season last year, we would not believe they would have been in the top 30. 
Okay, so I'm just saying that there's potential for some of these guys to change their motif and score more. For example, Bertuzzi was expected to score more in Detroit than he did because he had the previous 20, 30 mm -hmm. goal season. So he had a bit of a step back. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So I'm saying you're hopefully... Well, he missed some games some this and year he as missed well. some games. Yeah. He, had some, he was banged up and stuff. But you know what I mean? So I'm saying that I'm thinking that some of these guys, Engwall could be one of them, finally breaks through and scores his 20 goals. He's shown nothing to prove that, though. That money's crazy then. The money's crazy. I'm just going, I don't get it. I don't, like, I'm not a GM, but I would not have paid. Um, that's why I'm saying, like, I thought it was rough for Toronto, the inside looking out kind of deals, because how much they lost with players of quality they couldn't keep. That oh, even Shen got O'Reilly, yeah. And they got, in my opinion, they got overpaid. I'm going, wow, but that's the way it is. And um, anything else you want to say about the draft and free agency? Um, I just want to, like, bang off some ones here. Boston signs geeky, two by two. Shattenkirk, one year, one mil. Lucic, one year, one mil. JVR, one year, one mil. I know. I've seen that. I went, what? Uh, Anaheim made some big signings. They're the only team still under the cap floor, by the way, so they still got to add about $6 million more in cap space. But uh, they signed Killhorn, four years by 6.25. Radko Gudis, three years by oh, four mil. Oh. Both of those guys are like, I think they're both a little overpaid, both, don't you think? Sure. Really? I mean, Anaheim can afford that, though. They need to they need to hit the cap floor still. Oh, that's true. Okay, right? So they you. can afford to overpay. Uh, and I don't think we talked about the Connor Brown deal. So he signed for 775000 but with bonuses, he could hit up to four mil. And Edmonton's a team where uh, with the cap overages you would get. So, like, how it works is if the bonuses, you got to pay players. If you can't fit that under the cap this year, basically leaks into your cap next year. But the way Edmonton's set up, like, everyone's on contract, everyone's locked in. So if the cap goes up that four mil, the, the overage isn't really a worry for them. That, that's a good thing. So what does he have to do? Score 20 goals? I think that's one of them, right? I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, that's I haven't the, seen the details. Probably like 20 goals, 40 points, 50 points, like yeah. that kind of thing. Don't you think that's weak, though? No, I'll take 50 points out of him. Mm -hmm. But I think, like, if, like if those guys, like, Bunting, if Bunting doesn't score 50, 60 points, that's a waste of money. To me, like all those guys, I don't care if you're intermediate. We're talking yeah. about a, a tight. Well, it's also here. a weak free agent class. You got to take oh, that into account. Oh, it is it, it, weak free agent class in a in a flat cap environment. <laughs> Dangerous and, and, and combo. That, oh, and, and to me, I, I, like I was blown away. Uh, blown away. Jason Zucker got one year, five point three. Kerfoot two years by three point five, both in Arizona. Yeah. Uh, Panthers trade uh, Anthony Duclair to San Jose. They signed Oliver Ekman Larson one year, two point two five. That's solid. They signed Evan Rodriguez. I think this was a good pickup. Four years, three mil per. He was a guy. Where that did I, they get him from? He was in Minnesota, Colorado last oh, year. Colorado. He right, was a guy right, I was yeah. looking at the Leafs to pick up. Uh, yeah, that's but they but they got their third line up. center up for Indomi. So uh, we brought Nashville signing Luke Shen three by two point seven five. Ryan wow. O'Reilly four years by four point five. Oh. So oh. I think the only thing about Ryan O'Reilly is he probably scored a little bit too much for Barry Trotz liking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 60 points, that's way too much here in Nashville. Okay, wow. Um, wow, that's where they got Hawks, uh, Blackhawks overpaying for culture, basically. Yes. But another team that can, again, do like, whatever they want. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you know what? I think it's important for them. Some of the pieces that Chicago had it out of respect to Connor Bedard. Mm. I really do. I think some of these pieces are... Oh, it's all about Bedard. Yeah, I know. But I mean, because some of these guys are character guys too. And a lot of guys oh, can leave by Felino, examples. Oh, Perry. Uh, yeah. Yes, yeah. All that, all that mentoring stuff. And to protect them too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, why is Corey Perry there? <laughs> Wouldn't that be think? great? What, what if he played in the line for like 10 games with Bedard and suddenly scored 20 goals? Because <laughs> like, they just get all that garbage sitting around. That'd be hilarious. Oh, wouldn't it? No, no. Because I, I, I'm saying now that um, 
like I noticed it on um, on uh, who was the guy that played on the line earlier in the year and then he got hurt with Jack Hughes. I'll have to look it up. The guy didn't score twenty; he got eighteen or something. He only got hurt, but this guy suddenly scored goals. What was the winger's name? Miles Wood. Is that who it was? How many games, goals did he get? He got. He didn't get twenty, but remember yeah. early in the year he was getting the garbage goals of garbage goals. Yeah. He was just being there because Hughes was on the ice. He was just skating around. Oh, look what I got! Yeah, you know what I mean. So he's the one that, like, if it's the same guy, he signed in Colorado. Oh yeah, because he, he he got some money for that, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. I so, mean, but I don't know if he's going to score any more than he did because he was on that line with Jack Hughes and he was just well, getting I mean, garbage. He, look at well, he's also going to a team now with plenty of talent. That's but true too. Is what's the deal on Landeskog? <sighs> I don't know. No wow. one seems to know yet. I mean, wow. like. His career could be over. Oh, that's brutal. Um, Good luck to you, buddy, if you're listening. Colorado made some interesting moves, speaking of them. So they got Ross Colton with one of the draft picks they got from Montreal. Yep. 37th, the lower pick, actually. Um, they got Ryan Johansson from Nashville for half price. That's a good pickup, I think, for their team. Like, he'll fit in. He he doesn't have the foot speed, though, of like it's typical like the Colorado players. I think they're hoping that the wingers can kind of help prop him up. It's a bit of a gamble, but I think it will pay off at the end of the day. I think he can still score twenty goals. He can. I think that's a thing. Can. But like, the, it's all about like those. those they got to play him with those speedy wingers, though. Otherwise, he's gonna, it's, he's going to be in no man's land. Um, Do you think he ever reached his potential, Johansson? I th- I thought he was going to be better. I well, you thought he was going to be that like prototypical like number one center. Yeah, I yeah. He, I never, well, I never lived up to that. No, no I thought. He but was like, I, I, how much of that is just because he was the, the number four pick or whatever, right? And, and you look bad back drafting. Well, I think. Well, I think you look back and maybe just wasn't the deepest draft class. No, I I get that too. But still, I thought like remember because you you're right. His skating sort of seemed to fail him a bit. But I thought he was like going to be that guy. You know, in the mm-hmm. center ice, move the puck around, score, score goals, give you seventy points. He, he had, hey, like he had a couple of really good years for Nashville. He was a big yeah. reason why they made the finals that year. Oh yeah, yeah. And then, and then what happened? It was then he scored eighty points one year, right? Uh, I'm pulling up his stats now. I don't know if he ever got to seventy. Maybe I don't know if yeah, he ever oh, he got, got to seventy 80, for sure. He got seventy for sure. But I thought he yeah, would be oh, oh, his uh, his third season in Columbus. Actually, he had seventy points. He never put up seventy with Nashville. Oh boo. But again, Nashville like super defensive. Oh yeah, system, but he did right? score. He did score seventy though. Did yeah, he? yeah. Wow. Uh, let me look. Okay. Um, but uh, he was a guy I thought would be better. I just thought he'd yeah. be a better hockey player. He didn't turn out to be. Oh, he was traded for Seth Jones one for one. I forgot about that. Yes, that was. And who won that deal? <laughs> I mean, and the both other of them is, weren't happy in their teams at the time, where there was like they were questioning their potential. Remember all that bullshit that comes up with the media. So both of them got kind of. I'm not saying neither one of them got chased out of town, but maybe it was time for both of them to go. And besides, yeah. Seth Jones wanted bigger money. Yeah. Everybody knew. Well, he look wanted look the money. what we got in Chicago. Yeah, he wanted the money, so you knew that was the main reason there. I mean, yeah. Even looking back to that draft, though, like. The 2010 draft when Johansson went number four, it was not a good first round. Yeah, who was number one that year? That was Taylor Hall that year. So oh. it's Hall Sagan, one, two. Those are both um, solid guys. Okay, but then you go Eric Goodbranson, number three. Where is he now? Uh, he's still hanging around, but he's a bottom pair guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Johansson, Nita Ryder, Tampa Bay, Steve Eiserman's first first round pick, number sixth overall, Brett Connolly, a third liner. Uh, then it's like Jeff that's... Skinner. 
Mikael Granlund won the top 10. Skinner played solid. Jack Campbell went 11th overall that year. Oh, wow. By Dallas. Basically wow. cost Joe Neuendijk his job. There you go. Uh, yeah. Cam Fowler was expected to be a top three pick that year, fell to number 12. And never panned out to be anything that we thought he was going to be. No. Jaden yeah. Schwartz was a first-rounder. Uh, Tarasenko went 16th. Oh, yeah. But he's just a head case. Russian yeah, head case. there you go. He won a Stanley Cup, though. He did. He won a Stanley Cup. Even though he didn't want to be there. Yeah. <laughs> But anyways, uh, back to... Is he back to the KHL too? No, he's a free agent. I thought he was going to sign the, with the Islanders, but it looks like they're out of space. Well, he's one of the guys that that Craig Button guy. That's who it is, Craig Button on TSN. He's saying there's a bunch, not just Tarasenko, but there's a bunch of guys out there that haven't signed. Yeah. Well, there's a bag load of them. And it, we'll, we'll see, like you say, those tryout contracts and mm-hmm. all that other nonsense could make it interesting around camp time. Sure. And one last contract I want to bring up with Colorado is they signed Jonathan Drouin for cheap. If that guy does, and he went to play with his junior, junior teammate. Yeah. Ah, ah, ah. You know what? You know what? Honestly, honestly, Drouin, good luck to you. Good luck. Because I'm going to say this much. I'm glad he left town. I'm tired of the guy. Sorry. I mean, like all that dipsy doodle, compulsory shit, never shooting a puck. With all that skill, you got to go. However, maybe the pressure in Montreal, maybe that's, whatever it is, it could have got to you. I hope you, because he's only 28 years old. That's where I was going, was the pressure. Like, think about how much media pressure was oh, on him. And the media, he was like the savior or whatever, Oh, he right? was the like, next coming of whatever. Yeah. And what was he? And he didn't do anything. But that's some of that was his own doing, because then he liked to be downtown too for a while. I don't know if that's a rumor. Anyway, Drew, and I hope you have a huge success in Colorado when you have left. But uh, I'm glad we had to let him go. We had to let him go. I thought it was, when I was there until the only reason he's there is because McKinnon. Come on. Of course. You know what I mean? No other reason. Or the guy would be out of the league. And he's only getting what? A mil? Two mil? Under a mil. It's like 850000 Oh, he's lucky he's still got a job. How's that? You know, I hope he makes the team. He hasn't made the team yet. I think he'll make the team. Uh, he'll, they, they got a seat for him. Pencil him in for 40, 50 points. That's my prediction. What? If he scores 50 points, I'll be pissed. <laughs> he can still skate, though. Oh, there you he go. Can still he, can, he can play the Colorado system. Oh, then. he can play that style. He, he his, his skating style is to be there, but what are you going to say? Uh, shall we move on to the NBA? Well, which is just another difference between the two legs because I think the NBA draft is another bunch of overrated nonsense with prima donnas getting away with murder. and uh, The draft? No. Um, free agency? The free agency okay. was just... The free agency was just... We'll get to that in a second. Well, I mean, let, do I just start with uh, Van Vliet? No, we want to start with this. We want to welcome uh, welcome Wembenyana to the NBA. Oh, yes, Victor. Yes, sir. This guy is going to be a um, generational player. Like I'm saying, I've never heard anyone talk about a player like this since LeBron. Oh, they're saying if, he, if him and LeBron were in the same draft class, he'd be like ranked over LeBron. That's what they're yeah. saying, yeah. But I, I don't know because LeBron's already proven when LeBron. This kid's got a long I mean, way to but go. But this guy is like has that like LeBron athleticism with more size, basically. Oh, size to good, bad, and ugly. Like he's got a. They, 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 they're not got him on protein shakes. They got him at Burger King and McDonald's, man. <laughs> they got him right in line. They know how to put weight on this guy. But that's I fine. He'll come. Okay, he, he, but here's the great thing about America that blows my mind. Okay. Scoot Henderson was a was the perennial number two guy. Everyone talked about him. He went to the G League. He got yeah. bigger. He played against NBA guys. He was learning the game. All the guys in the G League said he was great. Then America says, hey, we can't have gangsters. We can't have this. Oh, this is bad for the league. And who goes number two? 
Brandon Miller from Alabama who was supposedly in the car with the gun with the guy who killed somebody. So what? It's a fraud. NBA, stop it. Whenever you're going to tell me right now, because like what? Well, I mean, the NBA is also just like the most notorious for overthinking their picks, especially at the top. Agreed. But I mean, uh, I like I, I heard that. All, all I heard was if Wembanyama wasn't around, Scoot Henderson would be the number one pick in the draft. Yes. Okay. And all of a sudden, this Brandon Miller guy comes along who puked it up huge in the round of 16 in the tournament. Yep. Suddenly, he's the number two guy. Now, in college, he looked like it. But if you want to see red flags on a player to be drafted, well, hmm, let's talk about Mr. Miller. So, in any event, welcome to the league. I was kind of caught off guard. Like, if he had got picked third, I would have got it. I don't know what he did in the last 60 days. Nailed the interview. I don't know what he did. I think the steal of the tournament is going to be Cam Whitmore. Of okay. Number 20. Yeah, he was played for Villanova. And he comes from a long line of guys that look like... Um, uh, Mikhail Bridges, Jalen Brunson, Kyle Lowry, and Alvin Williams. You know, he looks like one okay. of the, He's one of those type of guys, and he went 20th. And I, and I thought, I, but he, he, I'm saying he's going to be the steal of the draft. Not only that, I think it's because he had a little bit of an injury issue along the way. But all the rest of it in the NBA, if you just go, let's go back the last 10 years when you draft, that's probably a bigger crapshoot than, uh, than hockey. In my opinion. So, I want to say, well, Mambignana, I, I thought he was a good pick. I was surprised that Miller went number two. I really, uh, I was shocked at that. Now, I'm And gonna, a big Toronto welcome to Grady Dick. Now, people, I'm going to say one day, I'm just going to call him GD for short because I've heard too many memes, jokes, and the guy seems to be a very personal young man who fell in love with the city as soon as he got here. But then again, if I grew up in Wichita, Kansas, freaking Toronto must look like Oz. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sure. You know what I mean? I heard his parents. He was on. Um, he um, he was on the. Um, what was it? The Overdrive. I heard him on Overdrive for a minute. I heard he was coming on. I listened to him. The guy was too much fun. He brought up his mom. Yeah. His dad. She played with the Iowa State. Yes, right. And and all that stuff they were talking about. But then he alluded to the fact that they said, "Have you been downtown yet, kid?" And his tone of voice went, "Yeah, I'm in Toronto." <laughs> and that's all I'm going to say, which I love that our city has that rep. Yeah. You know what I mean? I come into town like, I didn't know, I didn't know this was Toronto. Yeah, it is. See, people started realizing he's going to pay the money. I think he's going to be good. What the thing about the, the, about this kid is this, the kid can freaking shoot. Mm -hmm. And everybody's been screaming. Oh, who is, who is, uh, Toronto needs shooters. Toronto needs shooters. Right? Well, we got the kid. Now, I don't think he's going to come in at 19-year-old and burn up the league, but I think if he's set up properly in this offense with this new guy who's an offensive guy, mm -hmm. um, he could be a potential. Now, Wimbignan is going to be rookie of the year. Like, that's already mailed in. He should be doing enough to Barring do health, yes. Barring health. And not only that, his – his um, people got to remember this. His defensive prowess is going to be – what people are going to be talking about. Oh, he's going to be the biggest guy on the court. And the way, but, <laughs> but, his arm, but his arm spread, and, and what's he going to do? Oh, yeah, the wingspan, the yeah. The wingspan and the blocking. But I heard something very interesting, and you tell me. What would you, gonna, what would you do? This is the World Championships of basketball this year, and he was a starter for France. For France, yeah. And he said, no, I'm going to go play in the G League because I want to get NBA ready. I think that Tony Kornheiser put it best. Anytime you got a chance to play with your for your country on that level is an experience you're never going to get anywhere else. Mm -hmm. So couldn't he show his prowess? Because he would be playing against a lot of men and NBA players in 
the world championship. So it's no biggie. He's going to play for them 100 times more. I guess yeah. his priority is the NBA, but I really wish that he had played in the world. That's all I'm saying. Sure. You know what I mean? But he's not. And in any event, anybody else in the top 10, I want to know, does anybody even know who any of these guys are? I'm going to tell you one more guy that's really got my attention. And the kid's name is Anthony Black out of Arkansas. Drafted by Orlando. Drafted by Orlando. This guy going with the rookie of the year last year, Panachero, whatever he says is, Orlando is building a they're, – they're building their version of the uh, Memphis Grizzlies, who we'll get to in a moment when we talk about the draft. Um, I'm also saying, where's the guy? Taylor Hendricks, number nine for the Jazz. Remember him. He should have been – he had a little bit of a minor injury thing, and he played for um, Central Florida, so he's not – known as one of the big schools, but everyone remember John Morant went to Murray State. So it's not always about what college you mm -hmm. went to. It's like where you develop your skids. And oh, sure. He could be that. And all the and other... Utah's building up a good program, so I, I trust them. Yeah, well, they've got Danny, what's his name, running shows. Danny Ainge. Yeah, so we're going to be there. All the rest of the guys, I really don't know. I thought that Chris Murray, I'm just known as him here, number 23 from Iowa, I thought he would have went higher. Not that I watch college basketball. The rest of the guys, I'm going, I don't really know them or I can't, I, you know, I don't see them enough to know. Colby Jones, I remember him from Xavier. He's a little badger. He could be turned out to be something. But uh, we, we did well. To take uh, GD, Mr. Grady Dick, welcome to Toronto. I'm thinking that you had a great time that you've been here. I hope you get a condo in the same place as... Uh, Scotty Barnes. And a shout-out to Olivier Maxence Prosper and Leonard Miller, the two Canadians drafted. Oh, yes. We got a shout-out to both of them. Yes, yes. I'm glad we did. We, we did uh, always good to have our Canadians drafted. You know what I mean? We should have a substantial team in the world, but I don't know how that's working out. Now we change coach because uh, Nick Nurse left town, and I don't get that, <laughs> how all that went down. But in any event, we're going to skip over because we've got, we got, we got a lot to talk about, and we've been talking way too long about hockey. But what we usually do because we're in Toronto is I want to say goodbye to Mr. Fred Van Fleet. Yes, he got a big, big deal. Three years, $43 million per oh, sign with the Houston Rockets to play Fred with. Fred D., to play with uh, Canadian Dylan Brooks, he got a four-year deal, $20 million per. Okay, so let me just tell you about this. I think this is very clever because they've also got a new coach in Ama Yudoka, yeah. who I thought was going to be the Toronto coach, but now all I've heard is he went out with dinner with Masai, seen the press, walked around town and said, pretty girls, I'm out of here. That's just brutal. Like, I, I, like he, he bashed Toronto when he got to Houston. And it was all about nothing. Did about, he? Yeah, very quietly. Hmm. Very quietly, including some of our celebrations. I'm not going to go there. But, um, yeah, he said a lot about the city hmm. that he just doesn't adhere to because he's a man. Oh, okay. I'm a well, man. Well, good riddance, go that. oh, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? He kind of, he alluded to, like, he never said anything, but if you read between the lines, I thought that he did Toronto a disservice in the way that he alluded. I've never heard anyone talk about Toronto like this. Right. You know what I mean? Like, all the great, like, you hear Charles Barkley talk about Toronto? Loves it here. Okay, you hear Michael Wilbon talk about Toronto. You hear Shaq talk about Toronto. I hear Kyle Lowry and DeRozan are longer with the team say, if you go to Toronto, you're going to have a good day at the office. Kawhi Leonard. Still talking about great Toronto is, and this schmuck. Even LeBron has good words for oh, about Toronto. He, of course it is. He, you know, he, he's been on the bridal path. 
But, I mean, for a coach that's never been here with a reputation that he got and the reason why he got fired and backdoor shots at our city like that, maybe it's good that he didn't come here and coach yeah, our team. Yeah, that doesn't sit right with me. No, it didn't either. And I remember I was saying at the, one of our shows, our, here's our coach, he's coming to town. Yeah. And all that nonsense. Well, sometimes you got to eat crow in these situations. And the guy's still spitting feathers out of my mouth if you want to know the truth. But, that, but to take it one step further, the way he coaches, he had a Marcus Smart in Boston. Okay, and what he's got now is he's got two bulldogs back there. Yep. In in uh, Van Vliet and Brooks. Oh yeah, and he's got a bunch of kids like that. Green. If you really look at the Houston roster, and they've drafted, and they're trying to bring in Harden back, which I don't believe. Which I don't. You believe. never know. No. Okay. I uh, okay. I will. I will say that. But the bottom line is. When you got two guys like that, and both these guys are under 30. Fred's only 28, 29. Remember mm -hmm. that. Dylan Brooks is only 26. So they could be around for the rebuild. When all these kids grow to a point where you got a chance to yeah. run and make a championship. And Fred Van Fleet, to me, is a floor general. Since I'd seen him at Wichita State mm -hmm. in college. Now, so people are going to say you're going to live and die Even though shooting. Well, Van Fleet, there's, a, there's an argument to be made that he's a better off-ball guard. Oh, I agree. I agree. That's why it was better when they had Kyle Lowry mm -hmm. with him. Okay, but then who's going to be his off-ball guy now? Dylan Brooks? So they're going to learn to play for it. But if you also look at the Houston roster, roster they got that young kid. Um, not Green, the other guy. I'm going to look him up right here. Because Houston could suddenly make a jump. With a new coach in these players and the draft choices they've got, let's not just – I'm not like I'm not going to say they're going to be in the conference finals or no. anything like that, okay? But if you look at now, I'm, I'm looking at their players now. Take out Jalen Green. This guy is already proven mm -hmm. to be, he's outstanding. Jabari Smith, who's played gay. Kevin Porter, who's going to be a great two-way um, forward. Yeah. They got Kenyon Martin Jr., another tough guy who's going to play that way. Then they got, they, they, the thing that I didn't realize now, and I'm looking at it, is... I forgot that they picked up the Cam Whitmore guy that I was talking about. Oh, yes. Number 20 overall, yes, I believe. Yes, that guy too. So, uh, um, and, and you know what? The, the, the couple of veterans they got, the the, the, um, the Willie Cauley-Steen, who I thought would be a much better player than it is. He's still young. He's still got time to develop. This could be a team like Sacramento. You know, they've been yeah. in the dregs, and all of a sudden they may go up. Now, I'm not going to say that they're going to run to the conference finals. I'm maybe losing the first round. But congratulations for to Fred Van Fleet for getting the bag. Oh, yeah. I'm happy for him as a person. You know what I mean? And I'm glad that Dylan Brooks went there to join him, and I'm thinking Houston's going to make a step forward. But now let's talk about some other this free agent nonsense that went on in the NBA that had to happen and you couldn't say nothing about. Kyrie Irving. <laughs> Back to Dallas. What else was he going to do? All that talk, all that oh bullshit. Was he, he's the only place he could get money. Yeah, that's the thing. And he only got three years. Yeah. No, I'm not. 42 not, million per. Okay, so, yeah, we're not going to go with that. But he, he was nowhere near. Like, just think about two years ago where um, Kyrie basically left, what, 100 mil on the table? Anywhere from 100 to 150 million dollars yep. a year. So listen to all you guys in the NBA that think you got to walk around with a staff in your hand, have incense being sprayed as you're walking into the place. Walking around like your shit don't stink. Exactly. Or maybe that's why you're smelling the incense because your shit <laughs> smells so bad. I don't know. And God bless him because guess what? Still, Kyrie Irving's still one of the top 10, maybe a top 10 player in the NBA today. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, regardless how you're going to look at it. Definitely so, a top 10 scorer. Oh, definitely. So, no, like, I, I, I'm just at the point where I'm just saying that I thought it was kind of funny, all the talk and where he's going to go. The Lakers couldn't pay him that money. No. You know what I mean? And they, the hang, they hung on – both L.A. teams hung on to their uh, point guards, Westbrook and Russell. 
Bull stain put. Oh, I think that the Russell Westbrook contract is the sneakiest one in the business. This is a Bertuzzi, Matt Duchesne mm -hmm. of the NBA. He looks good with the Clippers. He looks very good. And guess what? He plays. He's only getting two million, isn't it? Something like that. Yeah, it's, it's okay. A, but if he plays that two years for the Clippers, then next year he'll be able to get like that Larry Bird kind of thing because he played for the team and he can come back up into some of the salaries right. that he does. And look at uh, Westbrook's only 30 31. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? If he stays in shape and does his thing, he could be worth the money. Yep. The thing that I'm going to say is this is that I, I, I'm going to say this. I don't want to talk about the Golden State Warriors anymore because, first of all, I hope they never win a championship again. I'm glad that Draymond Green, Draymond Green is, was one of our bitches of the year, and this is why. But how do you punch a guy in the face and everybody justifies it and they ship the kid out of town and they bring Draymond Grant because you wanted another run and now they're going to get Chris Paul in to join him for his 20 minutes a night to make it look better. I think it's a bad look on a franchise that had some pretty good... Uh, they won championships and they were sure. model citizens. Maybe that's the reason the general manager left. They weren't happy with the tone of where the team was going. Probably. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. trying to put the pieces together. Now, let's get something straight here. Draymond Green's a smart guy. Of course. He's a good defensive player. He's been solid on the team. Great defensive player. Exactly. One of the best, and that's probably going to make his uh, open the door for him to get the Hall of Fame one day because he's so well-loved. He's so well Yeah, keep peace on a, a number of championship teams. They'll do it. Oh, four now. But I, I'm just saying that it puts a bad taste in my mouth at what he got away with. Just because Jordan Poole was young and mouthed him back. Like all the things that he did and all the things that make him the agitator that he was and all that other kind of nonsense. And then it was like, oh, well, Poole was too freaking mouthy for his own good. He's one of those cocky young kids and all that other bullshit. Was he there scoring those points when he won the championship last year? Keep peace. Did you give the guy a bag? <laughs> ah, so here yeah, we now go. The reward for Draymond is $100 million for punching a rookie in the face. I'm 150. Isn't it 100? No, 100. it's 100. It's four years, 25 million. Oh, yeah, the 20. Oh, yeah. So, look, still, he got 100 mil. At yeah, 33? Mm. And yeah. he's, got a, he's got the, as they say, the highly coveted player option in year four. Oh, there you go. So, I mean, no matter what, if he's <laughs> he a can bum. He cash out for more. He, no, no, if oh, he's well. a bum. You know what I mean? The only one is you got to gamble like that because that's what Freddie had, the player option, for the end of this year, right? Mm. The Raptors actually wanted a, a team option. Oh, he sure. said no. He wanted a player option, and they gave it to him. Because remember, Masai even signed him early. Because remember, he was undrafted and signed, and then he got that contract where everyone thought he was a little bit overpaid. He, Freddie, Fred Van Fleet did everything that a professional I should agree. do. I you agree. know what I mean? Now, let's look at a couple of the other signings that I'm not so necessarily sure of. Okay? Middleton. Middleton going, but I think that he got re-signed just because they won a championship, and this is like glory money. Agreed. Uh, health, health is an issue with him. Oh, and, and thirty-four the million is that's high. That's oh, high. I, I and, for three years as well. I, th I think that's tough to justify. Uh, Derek Rose signing with the Grizzlies as well. Oh, but I thought that was a cool little signing because they bring in Marcus Smart, and not only that, they re-signed Desmond Bain, so they they kept him in house. So what's going to happen is Derek Rose is only have to do is don't turn the turn the ball over for twelve minutes a night. Derek Rose can do that, don't you think? Yep. That's all he has to do. And don't, and don't forget, they don't get Jaw for 25 games. and they've Someone's got to step up. And so they got Bain, Bain and, uh, and uh, Marcus Smart will be the two guys in the backcourt, which is great. When you got a Marcus Smart in your uh, dressing room, he's just going to add something to the team that they need, probably maturity. Yeah. And you add him with Jared Jackson and Brandon Clark and Steven Adams is supposed to be ready for the training camp. I'm saying the Memphis Grizzlies are on their way to being a contender this year.
That's my opinion. Well, they were the number two seed last year, so. And they blew it with all this freaking shenanigans against the Lakers, the injuries, the blah, blah, blah. I think they lost more on bullshit than they lost on. They lost on because they didn't have the, the guile that the Lakers had. Oh, you got experience won out at the end of the day. Yes, I mean, and they looked bad going out the way they did with, that, with, with the youth, the stupidity, Ja having his issues, blah, 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 and here we are. The one that I think, think is interesting is, how did they sign Austin Reeves? This guy is getting, I never even heard of this guy. What, yeah. three or four years ago? The guy got 56 million. You know what I mean? Okay, they say he's well below if he pursued it from an outside team. But who said it was going to give him that? Is anyone going to give him that money? The kid should be happy. Four years, 50. What do yeah. you hear of Austin Reeves? Wow, this is the first I started hearing of them okay, this year. Okay, there you go. No, no, no. He, he's another one I don't get. I think Brooke Lopez was a better sign. Oh, agreed. Than, uh, than, than the Middleton was because he's like the Robin to freaking the Greek freaks Batman, mm -hmm. so to speak. And I fully expect the Milwaukee Bucks to be back into the hunt, and I would love to see a Joker freak finals. That's my fantasy I would love to see baseball. That too. You know what I'm saying? Um, Sign son Eric Gordon. I think that's a good pickup for them. Who's that? Eric Gordon signing signing with the Phoenix Suns. Oh, I thought it was good too. And who else did the Suns sign? They signed somebody else that I thought. Oh, the Bradley Beal or the trade. Oh, the, they the got him on that on there. Yeah, yeah. So add that on and keeping Westbrook. I think the Phoenix Suns are going to. I mean, the Clippers. No, no, get me get mixed up. Um, the Clippers have Kawhi, Paul George, um, Westbrook, Westbrook, and who else? And it's the Suns that got Bradley Beal. Yeah, and Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon. Durant, um, Devin Booker, and... Uh, Aiden. What's that? Aiden? And Aiden. I don't think they should trade Aiden. That's what I was getting at. I think the Clippers could no, be I just agree. the way they are with the other guys in the bench. Oh. So they've got some dumb depths, okay? Fresh down the house that happens newswire. What's that? Anthony Edwards signs the max extension, five years, $260 million, So that'll pay him about $52 million a year. For Minnesota? Yes. That's a gimme. That's a gimme. Oh, by the way, the house that happens, he's, I don't know, can we say he's one of our top five players? Anthony can we Adams. say, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, can we just say that he should be the focal point of that Timberwolves team from now on, not no, Carol Anthony? Can you hear what Carol Anthony said? He's going to change the way basketball's looked at. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were going to be serious for a second. <laughs> God, he's top. God. He's a, what did he say? He's a combination of LeBron, Wilt Chamberlain. Jesus Christ. And Jesus and a little <laughs> bit of Vic and Gandhi. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? The guy was unbelievable. But no, big shout out to uh, Anthony Edwards getting the max now. I guess they're getting him in because the salary caps, being, the luxury tax is coming. But that yeah. just came up now. Just came in now. And how old is he? 24? Yeah, they're about. Oh, Anthony Edwards. You know what? I think he's going to be... Him and Ja Morant are my two favorite players. I just hope Ja doesn't do anything stupid anymore because um, I can't defend him anymore. And as you ripped me hard on the show the other day yeah. for even making a joke about it, he's going to be coming back. Uh, speaking of Ja Morant, do you think he's one of the reasons that uh, Jalen Rose is one of the personalities that got axed from ESPN? Uh, well, uh, let's finish with uh, some more NBA. So okay. I want to talk about the Raptors signings. So okay. uh, they signed Dennis Schroeder, uh, two years, $13 million per. I think that's a pretty good deal. I think He's it's... He's athletic. What's the comparable NHL deal for Schroeder? I don't know. I'm trying to think about it. He's solid. He fits our system. He's he athletic. He's system. good on defense. Yes, yes. And, he, and he can make a shot. Yes. And he can make a shot. So I'll, I'll give it to him. The thing is that he's a guy that's... Um, he's a perennial Robin. 
Yep. And everywhere he goes, it's just going to find a place where he's going to be settled. For, for example, what ended up happening with the Lakers then? They decided that D'Angelo Russell was the better choice, yeah. which I would agree. But D'Angelo Russell had a tryout with the Raptors too. So did he when, yes, he did. Oh, he wow. had a workout for for some of the Raptors people. I think the Webster guy, the the GM, Masai's yeah. boy. I think he had a workout with him, and they took Schroeder, which is weird because they're both LA guys. Well, I think the thing was that just and D'Angelo Russell probably just wanted to go back to Lakers. Oh, it was probably always know. his first option. Of course, it was. But you know, it was, there was a moment there they said he might not be. Like the, oh, the I know, was, I know. Well, because there, like there's it. Kyrie talk and all that. Well, the thing about D'Angelo is that he had a couple of rough games in the playoffs, but I think over the 80 games he has the playoffs again. He's another guy that's young, yeah, not even 30. So I, I think it was wise. He only got what? He got not even 20 million. He got what, about 18, 16, yeah, 18 a year or something like that? I don't know. I thought the most interesting signing, the one that I don't understand, but it happens when you, uh, when you make a splash at the right time is – this Bruce Brown guy signing with the Pacers for what is it? $45 million. Do you know who Bruce Brown is? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I'm, we're not done with the Raptors yet. They okay, made a couple ahead. more signings. Okay, we'll so uh, they retained Jakob Pertl for your deal. Oh, they had to. Worth about $20 million per. That's okay. They had that's, to. That's fine. I'm fine with that. And then they get Jalen McDaniels to your deal worth about four and a half. Uh, he was a guy that uh, came from Philly. It was a bit of a funny situation there because they gave him a bunch of money, but he just, like, was rotting on their bench. So I hope that maybe he'll get here a chance to, to, to play. I mean, you look at the Raptors. We have, I mean, we could use a little bit more point guard depth, but, like, on the wings and up front now, we're starting to gain a little bit more a little bit more depth. I think we're going to be a deeper bench this year. I think okay, we should well, be able here, to make here, the playoffs. Here's my take on it. I was arguing with people because they say the Raptors were a terrible shooting team. And I'm saying this about the team is this, is that I'm saying that it's a make or break league and everyone hates when you say to play it. And I said, here's my theory. And Denver helped me out with it this year. You got to make threes in this NBA to win. However, when your threes aren't going down, what do you do? You got to have an alternative. And all these teams that look at Miami, they had no alternative. They kept firing the threes when they missed, they went home. How many teams in the playoffs this year? Like, look at Boston. Boston. Oh, there you go. How many threes they shoot, they didn't go down. Now, they're a team that should be slapped because they could do exact theory what's happening is. When they didn't do it, what ended up happening in Denver in those games? The Bruce Browns, who just got 45 freaking mil, which I can't believe, they went underneath the coverage, went yep. down in the paint, and Michael Porter got his. Um, Jamal Murray was shooting those those high percentage low end shots with with a, with a big guy in the middle to to, to protect to protect the rim mm -hmm. and also bang on the boards. So I'm saying the Raptors are doing good because this kid they got DG, and uh, is a is a good shooter, and. Um, we don't have Fred anymore, but these guys that are going to be throwing them up there and we're clanging. We're going to be able to have Precious and Boucher come in to help clean up the boards and not have to worry about those guys being shooters because we've got a, other guys that do. And a full season of Pirtle, too, and a to full snag season those of rebounds. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. So, And what is going to end up happening is if we don't shoot from the three, and I think this guy, our new coach, will work like that, is he'll go in underneath because we got Anobi, we got Siakam, we got Scotty Barnes, who are great mid-range shooters. So I would rather have a higher percentage of mid-range shooters making shots than a bag loads of guys firing them from downtown and getting nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the happy medium was the Denver, Brown, Denver Nuggets, who are now the NBA championship, who cashed in on a guy like Bruce Brown for $45 million, who did what? Hit mid-range shots in a tight time when mm -hmm. the threes weren't going down. You know? One last thing about the NBA, Damian Lillard. 
finally requests a trade. Where do you think he's going to go? Uh, Miami's the front obvious front runner right now. I don't know if they have the assets to trade exactly for Pascal him. Siakam. Oh. Um, the Flynn guy will give him Precious and our next two first-round picks and bring Damon to Toronto. You sold me. Is that okay? Is that <laughs> enough? Is that enough? I know that's just a pipe dream. I, I don't I don't know how interested Portland would be in Pascal. I think that's the problem. But Damon likes Toronto, and he's a rapper too. He'd get in with Drake. He's I'd, got his own I know, but you got to make it work for the team and the player as well. That's the problem. Well, there's some contract there. Siakam's got a big contract. We can work it out. We're not. I'm just saying this. I will lose my Is shit. Is that the guy you want, though? Okay, but I'm going to tell you this. I will lose my shit if we give up an Obi. An Obi and Barnes should be the anchors of this team. That should be a non-starter. And an Obi should be a non-starter. That's what I'm saying. So, But everyone's looking for him, and thank God Masai didn't let him go. So let's give him a little bit more yeah. of offensive time, and um, we'll go from there. One last thing about the Raptors now. So who who's starting on the bench? Because we got like we got six guys who could potentially start now next year. So Pirtle's obviously your starting center. Yeah. Siakam and OG are starting. They're both forwards. That leaves Gary Trent, Scotty Barnes, Dennis Schroeder. So it'll be Schroeder and Scotty Barnes and Trent will come off the bench. I was surprised okay. that we we kept him around though, Trent. Remember I said I thought he'd be out of town. I thought so too. I was so right maybe, there with you. Maybe he's going to work on his shooting. His contract is friendly for the team. Um, what we're going to be doing in the next little while because we're running a little late here because we talk so much about hockey that we're in Toronto and we're going to expand on both of these before the season starts because you know it's July 1st before you know it's going to be August 1st we'll be talking a lot more football but we'll get to that in a minute but what we really have to do is we're going to take a little bit of time to discuss the frauds that are the uh, Toronto Blue Jays what's going on bro? Uh, they're frightening, frighteningly mediocre wait a second just the, let's just cut to messy the middle. I have said this. I think it's on one of the shows. I'm going to go back to say that. We do not have a number one stopper, believe it or not, for, as a starter. Gozman beside him. I think he's a great number two. I think Barrios is a great number two. I think Bassett's a head case. that better have freaking Kirk catch for him every time because I don't know what that guy's going to do. The Japanese guy's been amazing, uh, but he can get rocked anytime like he did on the weekend by Boston. But what's really embarrassing is we had a chance at Boston, a division. Do you see our record against the division? And then Terrible. Boston and Boston's in a five-game losing streak, comes into the Dome on Canada Day weekend and does what? They sweep us. Oh. And oh. now they're only two, point, two games back of us. Okay, so let's take it one step further. Let's talk about our stars. Okay, what did they do? Bichette, you're hitting the cover off the ball. You're doing amazing. You're not a shortstop. I'm going to keep beating the stick with that. How did you end up being the third out at home to uh, end the game? There's one loss right there. Yep. Okay, the other loss. Vladdy, I know you want to win more than everybody. I know you're flamboyant. You're trying to do everything. I know you got a great arm. Where were you throwing that ball to tie the game the other night to blow it? We still would have been 4-3. Mm -hmm. It was 4-3. He threw that ball where? He was in Etobicoke and landed in freaking, yeah, like, come on. So that's two. And I've got this to say, and I've been saying it all year. Even if we get there, remember I told you those stupid little things that haunt the Toronto Blue Jays? That's what's going to send us home. Like that throw by freaking, how many times are these guys getting thrown out around the bases doing stupid things this year? Oh, it's year? happened way too many times Okay, this year. so how many times have we ran out of a game? Another thing is... Are we the defensive team that we are supposed to be giving up the amount of offense that we did? No. So I'm going to beat that horse till it's dead because, oh, yesterday, look what I see. 
Tosca Hernandez. Okay, he's got a big strikeout total. Made a great throw from right field against Seattle yesterday when they beat the team that's going to go to the World Series, which is, I believe, the Texas Rangers. Or, I mean, the Tampa Bay, um, uh, Tampa Bay and Texas. I think those two teams are going to play right. for it all when it comes down to it because they're going to be there. But what's Tosca doing now? He's got his close to 20 home runs. He's got his 50 RBIs. He's hitting about 250, and he's playing solid defense. Not the greatest defense. No. Would you take him back in our line him over Varsho right now? <laughs> okay, let's take it one step further. Let's go. To, we got a guy that's really, really good defensively. I call him Mr. Part-Time, and he's uh, Kermeyer. Yeah. I call him Mr. Part-Time because we'll put him in against some hitters and hit him against other hitters. But, I know, you know, and his defense is better than anybody on the team. He's the best defensive outfielder on the team. But guess what? I'll give up that defense for the 17 home runs, 48 RBIs, and the 271 batting average off a guy who's going to make some mistakes in left field, but he's going to throw people out, and that's Gurriel. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you know should have made I mean? the, the Gurriel-Varsho. They should have been a more Well, I'm just saying all of it. I don't really care. We're out, like, would, who would you rather have right now? Guriel or Varsho. There's not even a question no. about that, okay? Who that you, trade's looking worse and worse every, every day. Every day with Marino, who's still not doing great with the bat, but he's still hitting around 280, but, it's his defense, but his def- as a rookie, his defensive prowess is second to none. His maturity behind the plate is what he's getting credit for. Kermeyer is a part-time player, bro. Oh, and let's take it one step further. What have I been bitching about all year? Can I see the same lineup for maybe six games in a row? Or tell me you have a regular platoon, which you've done neither. No, we don't. Okay. Uh, so who do the Jays trade at the trade deadline? <laughs> I'm still looking for the mercurial um, uh, left-handed bat. I don't know where. I, I was looking over at Arizona. They're in first place. You can't get it. I was looking at Cincinnati. They had a guy. Cincinnati's surprising. We're going to get to a minute. They're not. Yeah, they're going to make the playoffs. What's that? They're, they might make the playoffs. Oh, definitely. Now, because you got to wonder about that division because Pittsburgh was back there. They they fell off. But one thing I'm going to give, um, what I'm going to give Cincinnati credit for, and this is what I'm going to say about every team, and this is one of the stats that is really, really freaking I screened about all season, and Toronto is making a mockery of it, and that's my quality start. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, how many times have I screamed to you, and we have the best quality starts in the league, man. That should make us a playoff team, shouldn't it? Ah, I don't know about that right now, because if you look at it, if you look at it from this point of view, Toronto, I think, is leading the league pretty well. We have 40 quality starts. Okay, so now, now, now let's just go down here to... Uh, where did these stats... How come I'm not getting my... My thing has completely lost its mind here. Let me see if I can get back to the MLB. Is this the MLB standings? It's going to go to the NBA. Why does it do that? Okay, here we go. Now, if you go to... Yeah, why are you doing that? Anyways. Go to Cincinnati. Can you touch Cincinnati there? I think they've already got 30-some quality starts from a team that was nothing to start okay let's check that out quickly okay now let's just take it one step further i've got a national publication right here that started the season okay toronto was a gimme for the playoffs oh they were a gimme everybody's playoff list they were a sexy team to go to the world series let's take a look at the cincinnati reds they were projected to be a fifth place team in the Central Division. So do you want to know how many quality starts Cincinnati has? 30-something, isn't it? 
Oh, way less. Oh, is it? No, 11, Milwaukee. 12, 13, 14. They got 20, uh, don't they? No, it's Milwaukee. They have 20. Okay, 20. It's Milwaukee. It's Milwaukee. So you can check Milwaukee. I bet you Milwaukee has over 30. Okay. Let's check that quickly. I think they will have over 30. If you get to Miami, who's making a run for it? Over 30. If you go to Atlanta, who may be the best team in baseball? Yep. Over 30. Okay. The only anomaly is this freaking stupid Tampa team because I never know what the hell they're doing with their starters. They got three starters, basically. Yeah. Three well, starters. Well, four now with, um, what's his name? He's healthy again, right? What's his name? The guy who was, like, always injured. I'm, I'm blanking now. Oh, I, too. I'm going to go to their roster right now. If this thing will ever please, please do me well. It never gets me to where I want. Oh, this is so Milwaukee Brewers, they have 18, 21. Uh, 30. Yeah, oh, they have over 30 quality stars. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're, they're a team that, that I'm saying they're the ones that if you look at them, they're going to be there. Um, if 35 you go, quality starts. You know, another thing that caught me off guard, check Arizona. There's another team that came out of nowhere. All of a sudden, they had all of these starters. Now, why is my... I can't even. I can't even. I need that personal assistant. I keep putting an MLB, and it keeps I don't think Arizona is going to hang on to that division. But I think I think gonna, they can make the playoffs. Though. I, exactly. Exactly. But look where at I was look going. at their top three starters. Their, their top three starters are pretty damn good. You know what I mean? I think that they're they're really good. As a matter of fact, as they're, they're holding up as well as anybody in the league, which caught me off guard. Oh sure. You know what I mean? I I was not expecting them to be. No, I finally got it, bro. Here we go. Let's go find the National League. We're going to go with Arizona, the Diamondbacks. Let's see what it – oh, no. Let's go back. If you, they, 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 I, I thought Cincinnati was really the surprise team of the league. But when you think about it, Arizona was getting no love. Mm-hmm. When you think about it, that's uh, Diamondbacks. They were projected to be third. Okay. But they weren't expected to make the playoffs. But if I'm looking at their roster, what what gets me about them is they're um, like won't even show me where the stats. Look at their top three starters. But how come they don't show me stats here? Like, can't you show me some stats, please, Arizona? You know what I mean? Oh, and and Corbin Carroll is turning into a star. Mm-hmm. He's going to. He's starting on the All Star game. They're going to be good. My point is this: I want to go around before I get drafted there, and I had this all on my tablet to go, and now my tablet's telling me to go to hell. Had this all lined up, go here. None of this is really working. My point is this, and we're starting with the Toronto Blue Jays, and let's look around the league. We're having a huge anomaly this year because if you look at the Cincinnati Reds, they've been a doormat for how long? They're oh, in the door. They're hunting for it. Yeah. Arizona, where have they been? Up and down. They're And all of a sudden, they're in a division where they are, like, which is probably the most expensive going around. Atlanta is going to be there. We got it. Atlanta is a solid team. Um, and you look at ours, the only anomaly that I'm seeing right here, and the central divisions in both teams are, are, are sketchy at best. Yeah. The Braves are, are a solid team, but you look, you got the Marlins. They were a perennial freaking garbage team. And look, at they're all in a playoff spot right now. What I'm going to get at is this. I love the fact that it's greedy American capitalism that runs baseball, but I don't give a damn about the New York Mets, the San Diego Padres, the Los Angeles Dodgers, all those teams that are supposed to just rip shot over baseball who have a no-cap situation because it's completely capitalism. And who's going to go to the World Series this year? Tampa. 
You know what I mean? Arizona's going to be in the hunt. You got Cincinnati breathing around. Well, I mean, Miami you never know. You never know with the postseason baseball. It's all just getting hot at the right time. But. Okay, but I'm still saying Milwaukee is no big, uh, large market team, and they've settled down to be a team that could be a contender too. Because I'm just saying this is we're going to go along here. Like if, if you like, we're the Mets. They are eight games under 500. And it's the all-star break. You don't come back from that by now unless they have there. No. Like the Phillies have righted their ship and they're coming down the stretch and they're going to make like, they're, you know what I mean? They're, they're, yeah. they're, they're going to say they're going to come around. The We talked about the Pirates earlier. They're done. They were complete fraud. Yeah. They're 500 <laughs> and they're going nowhere fast. But, I mean, that being said, their division stinks enough. For but like, uh, why should it stink? The St. Louis Cardinals were predicted to go to the World Series. If you want to look here, they were predicted. Okay, well, they're dead win. last now. Dead last. So, and they're basically, they're, they're baseball. St. Louis is a baseball team, so they're and the Cubs. Yeah, there's a big market team. Everything they lost steals. They're, they're they're garbage now. Let's go to this NL West, which blows my mind. Here's the Diamondbacks. Now, they're only got three games up on on the Dodgers, and I yes. think the Dodgers are going to chase them down because of their money. Even though the Dodgers' pitching staff is insane, but on the next show, we're going to look at pitching staffs at the baseball and say who's going to be there. The Diamondbacks have got three solid starters. I just know that, and and their defense is fine, and they got a bunch of young guards. Gurriel was a great pickup for them. He's been solid in left field. Um, I'm saying the Giants are going to stick around the Dodgers, but what about the Padres? They're eight games under 500. They got any chance of making a comeback here, getting in the playoff picture? Uh, they're they're going to have to have a huge, the, the, huge the sands uh, running out in the hourglass. Oh, huge! And I'm just saying to myself, do I feel sorry for him? The greatest no. thing about this <laughs> is I love is, in my opinion, what I love is the fact that they're always talking about if you spend money, you will win. Huh? How do and we feel in that work. No, you, you saying, have to spend your money on the right things. <laughs> exactly. So what is that saying about the Tampa Bay uh, Rays? Worst stadium, worst attendance. Worst fan base. Some of the worst best ownership, Arizona. though. Oh, their ownership's off the charts, and they have two potential MVP candidates this year on the team. And potential they're going Cy Young candidate. Potential Cy Young candidate. Look at look at this in the stand there. And, and you know what I'm saying? The other team that we have to give credit to in the toughest division in baseball is the Baltimore Orioles. Oh, hands they're down. They're hanging yeah. in there like no tomorrow. Like if it wasn't for Tampa Bay. They'd be as good as any team in baseball. Mm-hmm. With that young lineup. I Third you... best record in the American League. Oh, and I think top five lineup in baseball. Come on. Even though I do, uh, yeah, I do top believe... five. Yeah, they have the fifth best record in the majors. I'm still saying that. Uh, I'm saying Atlanta. Atlanta is the best team in baseball. I'm looking with a scene soon in that. But I just I, I love what the Braves have done. Oh, they're just a I great team. We're gonna done. have to. What we're gonna have to do is spend less time on hockey time. I mean, bring up all of our guys here because well, we can go get more into baseball next week. Oh, 100. percent But what I'm getting around to is that I'm gonna start saying already the teams that I like is I like Texas. I like to, and even with the horrible loss of Degrom. Mm-hmm. Like, I think when we get down there to, like, who's going to be playing in the ALCS and the NLCS, I think Atlanta's going to be there, but I think it could be Texas and Tampa Bay. Don't count out Houston. No, I think Houston's too flawed. I think they're too uh, flawed. They, they, had a, they, had a a, they had a bit of a slow start, but they've been coming back now. Coming back where? I, I they're only four they games back at Texas for first. I, I don't think they're going to be there. I think Texas is strong. I think DeGrom we'll was see. a huge... I think DeGrom was a huge loss. No doubt about it, okay? But when you think about it, the Astros have been up and down. Oh, no, no, they have, they're on a winning streak right now. Does that mean the Angels are going to get in? And the Mariners are not going away. So where does that put Toronto? We're outside looking in at the playoffs right now, correct? Yes. By what? Two games? Uh, I will go to game the... Game and a half. Okay, so I will always look at things this way. 
The Yankees got two of us on the last column. Okay? The Yankees got yeah. two. We're right there with the Angels. The Astros have got two on us. And the Mariners, who are two games under 500, can still right the ship and make a run for a wild card. I think their team's too good. I think the Mariners... Cause the Mariners are a garbage road team, though. Oh, they can't win on the road. It. Okay, so what, what, what are we going to see here? I don't know, but look at Toronto. Here's what I don't like about Toronto now. We're 23 and 18 at home. We're supposed to play 600 at home. Remember 600 at home? Four, 500 on the road. We're 22 and 22 away. But our next six games are against Sioux. Chicago and Detroit, we got to win four or six of those. You know what I mean? I'm still saying this. BOH, if you're listening, that's Andrew Freeman. You're out there. And all the other people on my chat site about the Blue Jays are hoping for this and that. I'm just going to say one thing. I'm still not sold on the Toronto Blue Jays making the playoffs this year. What about you? Yeah, I'm not sold on it. I'm not I think either. They're gonna miss. Really? Yeah. I think they got the money to make some moves at the trade deadline, but we're gonna see after uh, gonna make. We need that left-handed, left-handed power bat. bat. Yeah. That's. What, I'm not worried about the bullpen. I think we can get through with the pitching you that need, we've got. You need to figure out your starter situation too. What's going on with Manoa? Guy called up to Double A, but like, so what? Okay, but maybe listen. We got a, We've got lots of time. If, we, if Manoa shows up at the beginning of September, and he's Big being if. Manoa. Big if. Manoa, well, I heard, you know what the number one is? It's conditioning. I, I, honestly, I have more faith in Ryu coming back and looking oh, good. Oh, if Ryu comes back, that could be it. You know what I'm saying? That, that, that could be spectacular. But in any event, we've been running um, the show way too long. Don't you think anything you want to conclude so with So I want to say wise? next week, I want to say for baseball, we can give our MVP and Cy Young picks. Oh, definitely. And I think we, we should make our playoff prognostications and our, and our playoff picks and what we're going to be thinking about the All-Star game. We do also have a couple of people that we would like to have guests coming up agreed yes um uh, we're gonna work them in the next little while i'm gonna be having some time off we might be doing some couple extra shows i want people to know that we're going to be coming up with the guests and i really think that we should do this if you want to start talking to us already uh, as we're going out the door with training camping about a month away from the nfl i think that we really should do a show on who we think are the greatest running backs of all time in the nfl due to the fact that the the running back situation is becoming insane in the NFL. Yes. If you know how it's going, I want to do a big shout out to a guy named John Alexander Cruz who won the lottery in my fantasy football league. So I will have the first pick overall in nice. a 17-year keeper league. Wow. Going. I don't know who I'm going to be taking. Gibbs of Detroit seems to be a pick, but I can't take him because of his size. Well, I don't know who I'm going to be taking. All of this is going to be coming up in the world of sports. We should do a big shout out to somebody who is doing something spectacular when we talk about greatness. It would be, what would we say, dismissive if we didn't bring up the worst, the best bad guy in sports today, <laughs> Mr. Max Verstappen, winning again at the Formula One. Yes, a big win in Austria this weekend it was a fantastic race. And we got it was a uh, cool Serge in the house us, right now. Which is about time we got to see him. How you doing there, Serge? Another thing I want to shout out about um, what's going on is the Toronto Argonauts are the biggest winning team in the city as we speak. So we are not the biggest CFL fans in the house. That happens, but we got to shout out to our Toronto Argos. That's right. Don't you agree? As for the other thing in money, we're not even going to bring up the Toronto FC because of the most pathetic situation we've been talking about all day. What do you do with your money? Shout out. Give us a happy Canada Day. The proprietor's in the house. 
How's it going, guys? How you doing? Good. Just getting ready for the Argos game tonight. I know. Nice. And they're, <laughs> on, they're giving a little honor to Mookie Wilson tonight. Are they Mookie? really? Mookie. He's in town? Mookie, yeah. They're going to honor Mookie today. And uh, Big Damon Allen's going to throw the ball. Throw the ball so we're looking at the 3-0 and Toronto Argos should be today, correct? Hope so. Well, they're playing the BC, BC Lions. 3 and 0 Oh, big game. Yeah, big should game. be right. So we should be talking come? About. Extra tickets. I don't know yet. I'll talk to you a little bit later. We've been missing the phone calls. You called me really late the other night. Where was I? I don't know. When I got up, I said you're probably in the house doing whatever it is. Happy Canada Day, buddy. Okay, Sorry guys, have a good day. day. Yes, talk to you later. Happy weekend. Canada yes, Day. We, yes, we did. Happy Canada Day. In any event, once again, we want to tell you that we are very happy to be coming from Shuey's Bar and Grill, the only place to be in suburban Etobicoke. We are the house that happens, and my name is Cruz. And I'm Andrew Milani. And you know we do one thing, and that's keep the vibe alive.